1: podcast. And it's me, Carrick with ACG. I'm gonna be sluggish this episode. I, I traveled this week. I, I had two hours of sleep last night. Not last night, the night before. Uh, I know you run on that historically quite often, but I am just not wired like you, my friend. So ladies and gentlemen, if you hear me stuttering, stammering, I mean, last night was awful. It, it was actually <laughs> awful. Like me trying to get a sentence out. It was it was terrifying to listen to. I, I, I could not properly form a sentence. Anyway, uh, welcome, everyone, to episode 201 of the Ham Radio Podcast. We are doing this live on Twitch. Once again, the experiment continues. Hello, Chromie, Copy, War, Die, They Lied. I don't know if I said your name right, but anyway, uh, we have live viewers. And like last episode, we're going to interact with the chat as we go along with our new segments to bring in uh, different points of view along with Carrick and I to make sure we cover all our bases. It was pretty successful last time. We had about 90 to 100 of you guys sitting with us. Uh, last time, granted, that was episode two hundred. It was a special, but still, it, it was awesome to see everyone with us. Because for me, it were, it's two birds, one stone. I was telling you, Kara, because uh, I usually stream after our podcast a game, and by that time, once I get you know this podcast up on the Patreon for early access yeah. and everything, it, it is it is like I think nine o'clock at night usually, and, and by that point, I stream till eleven, twelve, and I'm, I'm just tired at that point. So, anyway, uh, I think this is going to be a consistent thing, because, like I said, two birds, one stone, and a lot of people really enjoyed it. Like, Bug043 said, yes, two in a row live, and then Coldy hits us with the bits. So, anyway, Carrick, uh, as always in our introductions, any plans for you in the uh, upcoming weeks? Uh, anything happening for you, or is it just business as usual?
0: Yeah, it's pretty much, I, I'm doing a couple hardware reviews, which are rare for me. I mean, I do, nice. I do one very often, or, or very rarely, so I'm doing one of those, and then um, just a couple games, but... Overall, there's it's more like indie stuff, mm-hmm. smaller stuff, and then um, just, we've been doing a shit ton of playing games with like patrons. Nice. Like ran- it'll pop up where randomly, like somebody's like, "Hey, let's play this." So that's sort of what's going on in the downtime prior to Rage and mm-hmm. a couple other uh, games that I want to cover, but nothing, nothing huge.
1: Cool. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's really been uh, this is the big week for me. It was where I went out for uh, Borderlands Three. So right now, I don't have a ton on the horizon. Uh, I'm hoping to get some type of access to Rage 2, but my emails for Bethesda are not being answered and have not for weeks now. So a little concerning. I'm wondering if I got booted off the list due to, to recent content, but uh, I digress. That, that's kind of what's on the on the horizon for me. Um, that's May 14th, but other than that, no big projects uh, other than what I, I teased at the end of last year. I'm, I still chip away at that constantly. But anyway, uh, without further ado let's go ahead and oh my god I was just looking at the preview of my uh thing and it said the echo cast was disabled I'm like well yeah I'm not playing Borderlands but I guess I never disabled it anyway so uh let's get into this starting off with our first story which is Borderlands 3 microtransactions and more importantly was the Randy Pitchford response uh, <laughs> which uh, really l- lit the internet ablaze so Actually, our source, like always for most of our episodes, is Game Informer. I just think they they write things up in a more concise fashion, which is good for us to quickly read through the data to you guys and then get into the discussion more importantly. Uh, But this time, they were at the heart of a controversy as they posted a tweet saying, despite Randy Pitchford saying there wouldn't be microtransactions, there are in Borderlands 3, because he said during the gameplay reveal event that there were going to be cosmetics along with um, paid DLC. But Randy got really pissed and throughout a, I'd say, like, 15-tweet tirade, said how he, he believes that he was misrepresented, how they fucked him over. He deleted that one. He was like, thanks for... I really don't understand why you guys would fuck me here, but thanks anyway. Um, and, and yeah, he, he pretty much went in on why he feels that Gearbox and Borderlands 3 are stepping away from... Some of the uh, what do they call it, like meta currencies that most AAA yeah. games are plagued with, and he was talking more so about premium currency and, and additional things that you tend to see in games. and that, you know, there won't be loot boxes. So, you can see that this was an article written that had to be rewritten for uh, Game Informer because now it says during a live stream dedicated to Borderlands Three, first ever gameplay reveal, CEO. Gear bo- or ge- Gearbox or told you guys, I warned you, I'm gonna be stuttering and stammering here. Gearbox CEO, Randy Pitchford, took the stage and told the audience that the upcoming game won't have microtransactions. To clarify, Pitchford is talking specifically about how you won't be able to buy weapons, gear, or anything that affects gameplay. Cosmetic items like the heads, however, are still purchasable with real money. We're selling cosmetic items, but we're not going to nickel and dime players, said Gearbox's Paul Sage in an interview with us. DLC will come down the line, but the game won't have anything excessive. Uh, keeping purchasable loot boxes out of Borderlands 3 is part of Gearbox's commitment and vision for the game. We've made a commitment to the story, style, and design that our fans have told us loud and clear that they cherish and want us to preserve. Pitchford said. But anyway, I think the main focus was that they, uh, yeah, Randy, Randy lost his shit online. And so uh, before we get into the differentiation of metacurrencies, microtransactions, whatever you want to call it. What do you think about this this general commotion going on on your Twitter feed?
0: I mean, he uh, the big CEOs, I think, need PR people because they, like, have passion about their game and they talk about it. Mm-hmm. And stupid stuff said that is wrong, which this technically was. So what should have uh, – there's no probably people are going to tell him no around him. Right, mm-hmm. You hear it like yes-men around movie stars where y- y- yes-men will never say, don't say this. Yeah. There needs to be somebody. I think we've. I think it's been demonstrated by now that it's like somebody needs to be there and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we calling them then? Because a- another thing is just because Randy says that doesn't mean that, let's say, somebody working on the game won't be randomly asked and say something on Twitter and call it something that it's not. Mm-hmm. All the, everybody in the company needs to have the same words. And that's the problem is the nomenclature keeps getting screwed up. Yeah, they need to figure out. They need to go. Okay, this is we're calling these um whatever. Uh, somebody was joking in my podcast calling them tiny purchases, but mm-hmm. they need like you need to identify what they're called. And and I do agree with what overall what he was saying because Borderlands in the past have had trans transactions of some kind. It just he probably just should should have said something along the lines of it's not going to have microtransactions like an M- or like a mobile game. Yeah. But it is – but we're going to sell some skins or what have you and then be done with it and move on. But when you put your foot in the sand and you say one specific thing and you cut it off, that's what causes the problem. Yeah. And that's exactly what we have.
1: Exactly. And and I think if I've noticed one thing about Randy uh, – I never got to interact with him, by the way, during during my time in L.A. But when I was watching them on stage, uh, they were presenting – we were the fourth and final session. That's the one I got put into – And, uh, when they did the same gameplay reveal presentation that they've done multiple times before, Randy was still, like, jumping on stage like a child, almost, excited about, like, some of the stuff that was happening on screen that was unscripted, um, just the demoers doing cool stuff with the game that they had made, and, uh, it, it, while Randy has his flaws, I found his passion a little bit refreshing to see in a CEO, you hope to see that in, in more of them, despite, once again, his flaws and controversies aside, but, um, yeah, when it came to this, that's one of those situations where he, he definitely needs to just clamp down. You know, He doesn't have to yeah. curse out Game Informer. But I also have to say, to an extent, and, and someone actually mentioned it in the chat. Uh, I'll get a name in a second. Uh, it was Norse Makoto. He said, like, I kind of side with Randy. And I, I wouldn't say I side with Randy, but more so I understand why he got frustrated. Because yeah. while the headline and the content of the article was accurate was fair and did not misrepresent what he said. I thought the tweet put out there on the platform where they have over a million reach was somewhat misrepresented, you know? And I think that obviously... He was talking more so about the previous microtransaction DLC structure of Borderlands 2. Now you can never be too sure in this AAA space, which is where I think it gets hairy. Because you know we we've frequently seen these companies that we love so much go down these dark paths, and and you, what you think is safe is no longer. Um, yeah. So so for I get sure. I get why people wanted that exact clarification, and uh, when it's slightly different, headlines change, um, and that's part of the reactionary media that that we have nowadays in our games industry. So. I think it was multiple sources, but I personally overall understand why Randy got frustrated. Does that mean I am okay with it or that he shouldn't have handled it better? No, but I'm just saying, I think, I think Randy, uh, his, his sensitivity is somewhat justified, but also I think he needs to tone it down a little bit because he gets so personally connected to the product, something that is very hard to do when you're, or hard not to do rather when you are creating it, it's almost inevitable. But, uh, we often talk about egos being attached to games and, and when like, for example, we trash someone's favorite game or say something more critical about it, some people get offended, even though it's just an opinion and it has nothing to do with that person whatsoever. And and I think Randy's sensitivity is increased because he's so protective of Borderlands three. Like he most certainly wants it to succeed. You can see it written all over his face that a lot has been poured into this game and given its development time and the reveal and the, and the hype and also some of the, the controversy around the the way that it was revealed at PAX where it was very messy I I feel like maybe he just wanted this to go right like no problems and the second he saw a problem like it just triggered him honestly I think that's the thing he, he just triggered he he went off off the wall and and um as uh Armitz has said it can be a a touchy subject for him although he was talking about it in a different way but that's a good way of putting it it was a touchy subject um but I also think uh, an Armored Muffin pointed this out because he said, "quote We don't have microtransactions." End quote. But then, quote We just have small, micro-purchasable uh. transactions, cosmetic items. And and that's the thing is that I, I hate when CEOs or or anyone in the games industry tries to approach their audience as a bunch of dumbasses who who don't can't distinguish. Oh well, they didn't say microtransactions. They said small purchasable items. So therefore, they're not the same thing. It's like no, they are microtransactions, small things you buy. It's the same shit. So. Uh, Rant over on that one, but um, that's kind of my general standpoint on it.
0: Yeah, I I think also um, there's a lot of companies that do do the microtransactions, and then you have Mortal Kombat with its issues where people were mad about that and got it wrong. Some got it right, some got it wrong, but there were some wrong bits, and I think that all the companies are looking. This is also an indicator that all the companies are looking at Twitter too. And so Ed Ed Boon was like, no blah, 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 despite his defense actually having a hole in it it, Mm -hmm. in a way. Randy's did too. He's like, no, I meant this. Well, it's like, you know what? If you're going to pour your love and attention into a game, pour your love and attention into a PR rep Mm -hmm. whose job is to do that. That's the thing. These guys need to start stepping. It, it, It would be the same with us. Like if you got big enough as a YouTuber, let's say, and you had a couple people working for you or you, you created a YouTube channel with like multiple channels underneath you. At some point you would have to say, okay, guys, we need to all use the same language. Yeah. And and that usually is what I've worked with companies with PR reps. That's what the PR mm-hmm. rep does is they're like, okay, let me check. And I think Randy wants to be the guy on the ground, which is fine. He, but the guy on the ground has to be something. clear. Yeah. And if you're not clear, you turn into Peter Molyneux, which can mm-hmm. be really destructive over a long period of time. And I don't want it to be. I would rather look at Borderlands and go, and I think most fans would rather look at Borderlands and know exactly what they're getting. And right. so they're just like, oh, it's okay. If I, I see what you're saying, you're going to have these. Which a lot of people like the other games of Adam. So Mm -hmm. that's not that magically different. But instead, we get this bullshit. And agreed, sometimes... I don't like the word clickbait. Because I think that, for example, myself, I'm smart enough that if I see, you'll be shocked at number seven. I'm just like, no, I won't. Because I'm never going to watch your video. (laughs) Like, I I ignore those things. But I do feel that sometimes the the tweets are a little caustic on purpose. They do just want a reaction. Um, Yeah. And some of the stuff I saw, I was just like, yeah, that seems like that was almost on purpose, just being like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to – and I don't even mean them, Game Informer. I mean even other people where you see some of these tweets and stuff, and you, they're just hoping for a reaction because yeah. that, gets them, some, that gets them some some news. Some, it you know, does, and it, cre- some,
1: it creates like, a news cycle, and then it adds to the already existing one and brings attention to it. Um, yeah. Norris Makoto actually said – yeah, it may have been just easier for Randy to say, no, there's no loot boxes, but there is cosmetics. I don't think people would shit on Randy too bad then. Right. And um, I, I think that brings up a really valid point in the sense of maybe Randy saw that, thought of that, and then got really annoyed at himself. And Oh, and we, for sure. Yeah, and, you get
0: annoyed at yourself. And then Absolutely. we see him
1: take it out on someone else, and we've seen yeah. Randy get quite emotional before, even when just before Borderlands 3. You know, when when things were just quiet, like when someone came at him on his Twitter, he'd always clap back pretty much. He just never walked away. It's the type of guy he is. And once again, not that it justifies it, but I I think that uh, he was probably annoyed with himself. Like, fuck, why didn't I, on the big stage, like, now people are going to misrepresent our product. That's a ton of people walking away. Um, And I'm sure he thought of, like, the more finer things involved. And based off his, like I said, his 16-tweet response, to Game Informer, it seemed that way. It seemed like he was, it was like looking at the nuances of, of the the ripple effect of of what this article could do. Do you think maybe he also just wished they would have asked for clarification at the event? Yeah, I mean that's the thing is is I, will say, <laughs> I mean well, come on, while I would I, have. Well, I did not um, talk to Randy, uh, and I only got to talk with Matt Cox, who was lead boss designer at Borderlands Three, awesome guy. Oh, we, cool. We bumped cool. into each other uh it wasn't like a, an event where things were out of reach uh, the, while while it was it was i'm gonna be totally honest quite messy in the terms like for me i was supposed to go there record gameplay do a stream and do an interview and then when i got there at the event they were like you can't do gameplay and streaming you can do one or the other which i was like shit now i can't get vanilla gameplay and i have to stream which is fine because then I made the best of it. I just recorded my stream gameplay and used that for my footage. But still, now you got my my mug on all my videos, (laughs) which sometimes I just feel it lacks a little bit of professionalism. And then my interview, I never got a response until an hour, like I emailed on Sunday or Monday, and I never got a response until an hour before when I even individually texted the guy an hour before uh, the event started. And then he approached me as I began streaming. And so long story short, I I obviously couldn't get the interview done either. And, and so while the event was kind of messy and the way they handled it, and you know, for me, I I felt a little bit frustrating um, because I even tried to get in earlier to avoid this stuff, but then other YouTubers were able to, but they wouldn't let me, it was, it was really silly. Nothing felt out of reach where if I was like, Hey, let me, let me talk to Randy. He was like, you said on the ground. It wasn't impossible to get into contact with this guy or somebody there like you, you you don't even need to talk to
0: Randy you can be like hey can we get clarification on this before we go live mm-hmm. if i was going to do any kind of those vid- if i was going to do a video for instance on on like a something i would a lot of times be like hey i need to i need to fucking like check in and verify mm-hmm. that what i'm saying especially if i looked at the name or the wording convention on a on a story I was like this is pretty it's pretty harsh cuz i think it said despite what we were told or whatever and you're like uh eh, you know but again, it's questionable I don't know what people thought. That's the problem. Everybody's assuming what people thought, including Randy. like Randy's like, well, I thought you would understand. They're like, well, we thought you would tell us and we're like, well you th- we thought you'd check in. That's a lot of fucking people assuming shit. At some point somebody's got to stand up and be like, okay, where does it stop? It stops with the person understanding they don't they shouldn't say that shit right. and it st- it starts with uh, people checking in. They're, st- they're on both sides. Sorry about my dog.
1: No, no. Hey, shut the fuck you're, up. You're fine <laughs> are fine. said, now Maddie's dog can have a bark off with Carrick's dog. I'm Dude, sure that'll happen. He
0: j- and he just sit, and he, it, there's no tone change. There's a bark, bark. Just continuing. Yeah, he's just making, he's just making noise. <laughs> I think he's talking to himself. He's like, I don't know, man. He's like a Deacon from Days uh, days Gone. He's just, what the fuck? What the hell's going on back
1: here? He's just mad. Um, Let's see here. Uh Armitage asked, "Do you think it was the it was the context, or do you think it was the context was harder to go about asking for stuff in a more level uh, professional ground than?" No, I would say I would say more so that uh, it was easy to get into contact with people. And like when I sat down with Matt Cox, like I'm sure I could have had an interview right then and there, you know. But it was more so like, as a creator, you don't always want to approach every single.
0: Oh, member sure. of the yeah. industry
1: you meet as like opportunity like you're 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 vital to my growth and, and that's how you approach them like you know, these are people and like i wanted to get to know matt and i wanted to get to know the other youtubers and streamers there and like that's the stuff that that's really important and, and cultivates a legitimate relationship so I, yep. I hope that accurately answers the question um do you think they will sell golden box keys as molotov mitchell or michelle uh no i don't, I don't think so i i think that's hands off that that's a system that can't change because it's connected to shift and now shift's going to get even bigger because of the echo cast thing uh plus it was pretty fundamental to the end game of borderlands 2 the pre-sequel yeah. and now yeah it gave me the year edition so I, that's going to be relatively untouched i think i think it'll be just fine uh and also millen asks us well we'll talk about this next. What's your opinion on the voice recasts with Claptrap and Reese? To me, they're very distracting. And we actually talked about this last week with recasting and how uh, when it's a... I don't want to say a bad one, but certain ones can be... Like, they stick out like a sore thumb and and they pull you out for just a moment. When I was playing as Reese, I think Ray Chase, who is now voicing as Reese, is a fantastic voice actor. Very flexible voice. um, Has done JRPGs, Western RPGs, your your standard soldiers. He, He has a... A very good voice where I thought he did a good enough job with that. Where uh, I was not distracted. Claptrap was the one I did notice. Um, so they actually replaced the original voice actor of Claptrap. Originally he worked for free because he worked at Gearbox. But um, now they won't pay Claptrap because he asked for money. So they said they couldn't afford him. But now they're paying someone else. Uh, which is awfully strange. Uh, maybe he's that, that new voice actor working for free. But anyway, uh, the new Claptrap sounds good. But you can tell there's just a little something off with that, uh, and and that was with mind you, you couldn't really hear it in my stream when I was playing it, but it was really loud there, like loud music, tons of people talking, just commotion, and it was at times hard to focus uh, in the terms of like hearing things, like you know, just right. trying to, t- to pick apart the sound. But um, even then, in that atmosphere, I noticed that there was something off with Claptrap's voice um ever so subtly and so um i think that will indicate when we get our hands on the full product i'm sitting here in this room it's nice and quiet that's um it it could it could present a bit of a distraction so i don't know have you had a chance to hear some of the new voices
0: no but i mean overall like I, i had to live through um you know north replacing the guy from game of thrones for destiny remember that shit there's mm. the, the, the Wizards in Space, whatever his name is, uh, Peter Dinklage, mm-hmm. who did a terrible voice. Um, so to me, it's noticeable, but I'll, I'll move on quite quickly from that. I'm also accustomed to movies where act, entire actors are replaced for various reasons. And we don't know the timing. That's another thing. Did the ti- Did they already say, hey, we're going to use our claptrap? Then somebody's like, well, I or the original voice actor's like, I'd like to do it. And they looked at the price, and they're like, mm-hmm. no. I mean, there's, like, you have no clue. I, I We all want it because we're fans, but we have absolutely no clue what the all yeah. the contract decisions are, how long it's going to be. Also, remember, they have to, um, I've said this in reviews, and I've talked about it in a couple side videos, voice acting's insanely expensive. People don't realize that. Insanely expensive. Insanely yeah. expensive. And um, because you're not just using a voice actor, you're also hiring studio heads and all this stuff audio designers so Directors, yeah we have no that. clue what's what's actually happened they said hey you know we're not going to go this route also the fact is is that a lot of people this will be their first borderlands so mm-hmm. they won't have an example of the past uh what is it claptrap that's also okay i think also it's been a while so some of us are going to notice some aren't it sucks because we all want the same voice actor but in the end that will not change my opinion yeah. of the game if he's a good voice actor, like you said, the one guy replaced somebody, if that guy's a good voice actor, I'll say he's better than the last one if I remember the last one. I'll just be like, he's really good. That's just the way it is. And it, it sucks, but sometimes the replacement will be good. It sounds off to you. I don't know what it'll sound like to me. Um, but I get why people are disappointed. We always, I mean, every movie I've ever seen where a sequel comes out and they replace the main guy or whatever, and you're like, ah. Uh, mm-hmm. But I move on pretty quick. I always have a tendency to move on because it's just business. Yeah, stupid business, but business.
1: Yeah, I, I think for me, at least with Claptrap, we'll say, you know, I've played this series since, what, 2009, I believe? And so yeah. you get so used to one voice and replaying that game the sure. same voice that uh, when, when you hear that different voice, I feel like it's it's almost that annoying issue constantly resurfacing, you know, like, a, like an annoying ex. It's just, there it is again, there it is again. Yeah. You know, yeah. It just keeps coming back. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I feel like that, is something that could happen to a lot of people where uh, it won't like critically affect the game, but there might be like a funny line that is well-written and it's everything yep. you wanted to hear at that moment. The execution was on points. Like everything was directed positively, but yet that voice just didn't nail it quite as well. As you know, the original, I wouldn't say might have, because you don't want to say speculation is what's leading you astray here. But um, I-, I just feel like that, that will hurt some people. You know, they'll be like, oh man, like it'll just be a painful reminder. He'll crack this funny joke and it'll be like, that just didn't sound right. It, the tone was off or something like that. That's the thing with voice, it's a craft. And and certain people just have magical golden voices. You know, I, I always use Yuri Lowenthal as an example. No one has a voice like him, right? Like, I think. Well,
0: Anthony Ingruber, who does the Joker for the Telltales games, mm-hmm. like, he's fucking he's fantastic. And yeah. he he replaced Mark Hamill and I was it, say. for me. And he replaced other, you know, other actors at other times. So yeah, it can definitely. I mean, it can definitely happen. But at the same time, um, if that's all your, if if that's the only negative, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Because there's other things I'm worried about too. If that's the only negative, is that Claptrap's a different voice actor, and maybe I don't like it that'll be fine because there'll be uh, there's a thousand other things I'm going to be worried about and which I'm going to talk to you about by the way because I right. retweeted your video and pretended it was mine did you see that
1: <laughs> I, I didn't get to see the original but, tweet i just oh, saw people so, just like carrick this is video yeah Matt's they were like
0: well no no not only that people thought i was there at the event there was multiple people who were like dming me going dude you were at the event you yeah. should and i'm all no i wasn't at the event why are you asking me that they're like well, you posted your video and then i went and looked and i had been mobile at the time and mm-hmm. you said in your title you're like my time with blah 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 and i just was like i saw it and i'm like copied pasted, and uh, put it in <laughs> sent it away and then later it was like uh i think it was cowboy was like dude you were there you should hang out and he's like no wait this is just a this is just maddie's i was like oh shit yeah sorry. yeah i did see that tweet i did see <laughs> I, hopefully that tweet. i got some views for you uh, but uh, yeah, um, yeah i mean the video is doing really well so <laughs> yeah yeah i was just like what the fuck are these people talking about um but uh there's there uh, that I can see it affecting people, because it affects me for sure, but at the same time, um, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things I'm worried about about every game, and voice is one element of about ten. Right. So, that will definitely make an impact, and if he sucks, he sucks, and I'll certainly point it out, but there's other things I'm also just as vitally worried about from performance to gun sounds to fucking music to, Mm -hmm. you know, to all this other stuff that is also very important to me as, as a gamer, so...
1: We'll see. It sucks. Overall, it what sucks. I played was, was really good, and, and I was head over heels can I? When games. can I
0: ask you questions about your video?
1: Oh, dude, you can do it right now. This is our Borderlands All right. 3 section, All so, right. so hit me Okay, with it. so yeah. here,
0: here we go. Here we go. Dude, I don't know if I'm completely insane. There was no recoil in almost anybody's videos in those guns. Was there a skill that removed the recoil? I yeah. counted pixels. Oh, fuck. Nope. What is going on? Is that always been that way? Um, because the SMG was a laser gun in the in yes, the tr- game. I know what you're they're just like yeah. gack There was no recoil on that.
1: I, I noticed it on a pistol, but also after okay. playing Borderlands one. Okay. I felt like what would happen is the recoil would almost look like someone was jump cutting a picture in Sony Vegas around. So it, just the gun yes. was moving. It didn't feel like natural recoil. It was just like Poop, okay, it's over here, left, right. It, it was just repositioning itself. So, I was kind of happy that when the gun did start moving, it felt a little more like it had a kick to it. Now, we mm-hmm. didn't get any heavy, huge revolvers or anything, but yeah, in answer to your question, there weren't skills that reduced recoil, and there was huh. very minimal right. recoil. I, I was very shocked when I was using the SMG that it, it right. uh, when I was aiming in, down my sights, granted, they gave us an epic which it, it could have been finely tuned. Oh,
0: okay, sure. It could have and, been tuned. And it was
1: preset preset loot that started us off. You know, They gave us a vortex kind okay. of shotgun that switched from shock to fire, an epic mm-hmm. SMG. So there there could have been the chance there that maybe they they tweaked with it a little bit. Because,
0: dude, there's one video. It, it wasn't as bad in yours, but it was like the game, the official what, of gameplay trailer or whatever, and he's got this SMG, and Randy's like, we're going to switch to the shotgun, blah, 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 and he shoots the shotgun, and it's like, boom. Boom. And I'm all, oh no. Okay, well maybe that's a low power shotgun or an auto shotgun and with recoil. And then mm. they grab the SMG and that fucking thing did not move. Like it was just a laser gun. And to me SMG is about holding chaos in your hands. It's about absolute anarchy. I mean that's a little short gun throwing out a ton of lead. Mm. Shit, crazy shit's going on. So to me, I want it to be a little a, a little hard. To, you know, it's like a bucking bronco, man. You got this and you're trying to get oh, yeah. that SMG. That's what it's about, right? Is trying to get that thing beat it in on somebody so that was the only thing i saw in the entire any of the trailers there was nothing else that bothered me i saw your i read your or or listened to your thing about the ai Mm -hmm. and i get that and i get your point where you were like listen it i would like to see it work better but ai wasn't their strong point originally which is my major Mm -hmm. complaint about the prior ones so I, i i'm shelving that that was the only problem I saw was the recoil. Um, but my question is, was the audio? So a lot of times they'll fool you with audio to make you think there's recoil, or they'll fool you with recoil to make you think there's audio. Depends on we're where it is. Just gonna just bring that I, up. It was loud. I know that. But did you actually? Were you like, okay, the guns sound like there's recoil? Like, like are multi? You know, threaded? Were these beefy sounds on the guns? Yeah, or I was.
1: You... It, I, I don't think you had a chance to watch the stream, but I was fucking creaming. No, my it pants didn't get to watch the stream. Time. Like I was okay. the, every gun I shot, I was like this. I think you'll have a field day with it. It sounds spectacular. I like okay. it, the the gun sounds are so good that I said during my stream, I think even if you know nothing about audio, you'll hear this and go, this is really good audio. It, it sounded fantastic, and when, even when I listened back, it didn't sound as good. But when you had when I had those Astro headphones on and everything, like it, it had just, oof, it sounded so fucking good. There was there was echo to it, but there was a real kick. There was a crunch. It depended on what gun you were using. I I also described in my my video that elements had certain sounds. So while it's useful to be able to identify when you're shooting fire versus a uh, shock, very much looking so. at the the HUD at the bottom right with what mode you're on, you just know by the sound. It was yeah. also useful for your enemies when they were shooting an element at you. You were you were able to be like, oh, fuck, that's nuclear. You know, that has a, that has like a buzzing or a fuzzing sound to it. I got to get okay. out of here. Cause it, so that's where the sound design really stuck out to me. But yeah, it, the recoil is something that ties into what was one of my overall complaints, which was it was a little easy. Um, I went down only when I was hoarded by enemies. Uh, Interesting. Went, which was where I was fighting boss characters with lots of health, but also like five other grunts next to him which by the way i shouldn't i shouldn't mention now it doesn't mean they were spongy it just meant that there was a lot of things shooting at me at once and there was no way to defend myself uh um, yeah right and, right. and so when you combine that with no recoil and the ai sometimes breaking uh that was an aspect that needed work uh where borderlands i don't think is, is a game defined as one that needs to be overly challenging i'd say but um i think this is a, a, a place that they can take it a step forward uh it was it was far too easy
0: when you were you were messing around, there was like video of the guns, you know, become walking around and shooting and all that shit. Um, can you talk about is there skills? I can and, talk about anything. Yeah. Okay. So with the skills thing, did you feel like they were? So remember, we've talked about this. Remember Spider Man? You got the different suits, and there's a, sort of an eclectic feel to each suit's power, and then you can later on grab the powers and move them around mm. for some suits or Adam. Um, were you like, all right, if Carrick and I played this? Let's say four of us played. If four of us played this game, do you feel, let's say four of us played this game, this is going to be really definitive, but let's say four of us played this game and we all chose shotguns. I know that sounds crazy. Is there enough skills though that there would be some differentiation between you and me and two other people? Was there, were those the type of skills or were they like plus five to accuracy?
1: Oh, so you're saying let's say you were playing as Zane, I'm playing as Amara and we're using the same gun based on the But we're skills using the same picking. exactly. is the gun exactly. Are the
0: skills a good differentiation between Okay, each so other?
1: I only played as Amara, but when I okay. looked at her trees, I I personally believe so. I don't want to say definitively um, no, just right. because I haven't experienced it all and seen it all, but I will say that For example, I was investing in a tree that had a thing called Rush, which was a stackable thing. So as you do X amount of damage or whatever, or kill X amount of enemies, you get a stack that increases movement speed, reload speed. And then I had a separate one that increased reload speed, which was percentage-based, like 5, 10, 15. But that, combined with an SMG, which gives you the best mobility in the game, now you're moving around like a madman as Amara, and you're reloading faster than anyone else. So that SMG will play different than Zane, who, given his nature... Maybe he has something that increases crit damage where he could pick, uh, let's say, an SMG class style gun like where, where it has a, a slower reload speed but more damage, and now he can benefit from that crit damage more than, say, Amara. So um, I think guns play differently based off who you're playing as in answer to your okay. question. It's felt that way. Like I, I felt personally that when I got an Epic Sniper, Which you'd shoot a uh, a shocking orb and then you'd shoot a a bolt into it and it would blow up. Oh, just like Unreal
0: 1999. Really? really Okay,
1: awesome. It's my favorite style of weapon. I love that. And that's uh, so cool. It was a little hard to do because you'd have to pick the orb, shoot it, and then press down, switch switch. mode, and then shoot again. And and you'd have to time it right. And since it's a sniper, you're zooming into a scope, so it's sometimes your depth is a little off. Sure. um, Sure. Anyway, I felt like that gun didn't have as much kick as a sniper than maybe a, a hunter build would have had, or an assassin build, rather, would okay. have had with its bonus crit damage. So um, that's one thing to keep in mind. Borderlands has hyster- historically been pretty good at matching guns with your character builds, but it's usually... It felt like, historically, each time, uh, each class was good with a very specific weapon. Like, the sirens always matched with the SMGs and shotguns. Like, always. And then the assault okay. rifles always went to the soldiers. And, and then... Oh, I apologize. Continue. No, I was just, I was more so wrapping it up and saying, so I i, I don't know if this one will be a little more open where, where I could be a siren who's a good sniper. I didn't go that deep on the skill tree, partially for myself, because I knew they'd have another event down the line. If I am invited, that's where I'm really gonna, okay, you know, cross my T's, dot my I's, and, and, and analyze everything I possibly can. But um, from what I did go over, which was the first few rows of each skill tree, it, it felt pretty different per play style.
0: And then um, sound wise, when you were firing like an SMG, a lot of games will adjust the tone when you get down to like your last five rounds with the last one going tink. So you'll hear like a Mm -hmm. bang, 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 bang. bang. And it, it, it adjusts the sound to indicate to the player that they're coming to the end of their clip. Did you notice anything? And that's a weird thing. It's just I like it. Oh yeah. Uh, did you did you happen to pick up on any? Was there any tonal changes to that? Like, or, yes. or, or was it more uh, like, oh, I'm just out of bullets.
1: Specifically, in my assault rifle, because there was one I had that was, uh, dis- distinctly designed around an M1 Grand, and it was really cool to see that in Borderlands. Yeah, this this almost yeah. World War II styled weapon, in a, a futuristic setting ga- set game. Um, right. And and so. Yeah, as I started, it was a, a semi-auto, fourteen bullet clip. And as you started to get around the, the five or four range, you hear it go from like pff, pff, to pff, 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 pff. like. Okay, was, awesome. There was like a drop awesome. off, and then on the last bullet, if you if you didn't reload before that, but you hit the last bullet, it would do that like ding, and like you yeah, you'd pop out the clip and, and slap another one okay. in. Okay, it, it was uh, it was really really good. Like I said, there was a lot of data being transmitted through the sound that I think will go off a, under a lot of people's radars rather. Uh, but it was it was super helpful. It was super super helpful, and it was all gotcha. natural and gone, sounded differently, felt differently. It, it was really really well done sound. Very cool. It all sounds good to me. Yeah, I think you're like I said. I think you're gonna have a really good time with. The well, audio. I've talked
0: to the sound designer on Twitter a lot, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, he's, I, I think you follow him, too. He's shown, like, where he's out shooting guns at the yeah. range, and they're recording. That's um, such a cool job. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, hey, dude, what Let's are you going to do? I'm going to shoot a thousand there. rounds. <laughs> right. Um, but the idea that... Uh, because people just don't realize, even subconsciously, somebody may not realize that's informing the gamer of the end of their clip. And a lot of guns will maybe somewhat adjust it, but I like it when it's pretty noticeable. So, like, a new person can... You, you may not even pick up on it but your brain is counting bullets mm-hmm. i've been holding down the auto gun, auto for three seconds and you're like i got to be coming near the end and then you get that tick, 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 tick. and i love that when it climbs up and you're all okay i'm definitely getting near the end and then you can switch out early if you want or if you're good you can time that exact switch so it sounds from what i've seen of that guy and the discussions i've had with him on twitter i apologize i can't remember his damn name i just talked to him yesterday but anyway um, it sounds like that is at the very least one of the major aspects, which to me, a gun-based game needs. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was asking, because it's a gun-based game. So if that kind of stuff isn't taken care of, then that's going to be one of the problems I would have is a game based around guns isn't you know, yeah. taking these things into account. And so. it's
1: amazing how they design the audio in this game. Cause for example, I thought probably the best audio this year so far that I've experienced is Mortal Kombat 11, the way they capture imagination and bring it into reality through that sound, the crunching of bones, the the smushing of heads. It, it sounds almost in a cartoon fashion as you would expect. Whereas yeah. in, in Borderlands three, it feels like they borrow from reality and put it into their universe or okay. When I when I used that M1 Grand, I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, this is. I know what gun this is. It, it would be based off in real life, but it looks, feels, and plays completely differently. Um, and to see you know mini guns that that turn into bipods and and you can yeah. just stack them on something and let it rip. I mean, it that you could see them pulling from all eras and then putting their own twist on it. Okay. It, it, it was and, and a lot of that was distinguished through the sound too. So it was it was fantastic. It really was. All right. So that is our first segment. And now we move on to what really captured the internet outside of Borderlands three, which was the Sonic movie. So <laughs> I, I was off the internet the day this dropped. I was, I was, uh, being a tourist, actually, I, I, for some reason, 2k flew me out a day early. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend the day and do stuff in, in Hollywood and Santa Monica. And I went on Colin Moriarty's fireside chat, which was very cool. Um, but while that was happening, did you get to record one? Y- yes.
0: yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Very yeah. cool. Awesome. Yeah,
1: I think it's going live next week. I'll, I'll I'll put an announcement out when it is live and and let everyone know because it was really good. It was a a chat with him and I about you know how I got started, some of my favorite games, but also how you build your business and and what I did, the steps I took. As you know, I'm 23, so I still have a lot left to learn. But uh, you know, it was a it was a really good chat to have between him and I. Very
0: cool. Very cool.
1: Um, but while this was all going down it's uh it dropped the trailer dropped that morning and so now we have a lot of people on the internet who were really upset with the concept of Sonic you know he has teeth he doesn't really look like him and then we saw paintings doing over certain scenes and how much better it really looked uh and now the Sonic director has vowed to change the Sonic the hedgehog design he says thank you for the support and the criticism the message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design, and you want changes. It's going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be. Hashtag Sonic Movie. Hashtag Gotta Fix Fast. Now, what was fascinating about this, <laughs> what was fascinating about this to me was less of the change, but A, the surprise people had when this originally, and who knows what it changes into, but when it looked like dog shit. And also, B... The backpedaling afterwards for people who felt like assholes because they torched the thing and they were like, "Oh, they're changing it now." But let me let me just let you know, I care about everyone who worked on this project, and I I hope they're not suffering now and uh, and like being overworked because of our design decision or our <laughs> thoughts on the design decisions. I'm like, give me a break, please stop. You know that, that's the shit that clearly people were were not satisfied with the product. And yes, there have been times in the past where uh, maybe. There, there's there been a concept that has bent the knee too quickly to the internet when it should have been explored properly but i feel this is very painfully obviously one of those times that we should not have gone forth with it but it might bite them in the ass a little bit because i feel more people would have seen it because it looked bad rather than now it's going to look like the right sonic hopefully and more i think less people are going to go because it's not going to be as fun <laughs> it's going to be like a, just a it's traditional sonic now right so you know, before I, I guess I continue onwards about the the backpedaling and and suddenly people giving a shit about what what they write out there. And I was one who flamed the movie. I was like, why are we shocked? This looks bad. Um, what what do you think about the the, the movie, the changes, and uh, people's responses to said changes now happening?
0: It looked like a fucking nightmare.
1: <laughs>
0: it it looked horrendous. And the fact that they didn't have a bunch of people in a room where some jackass who maybe was just a fucking uh, paper boy was like, dude, Sonic looks like shit. Mm -hmm. I'm blown away that a bunch of people got together. No one was (laughs) cognizant enough to look at that and say, dude, seriously, you just painted everybody's nightmares. Thank you for making it look live. Mm, Like it looked fucked up. It looked like Chewbacca in the Christmas special with his kids and the kids smile and they have real human teeth. Like, it was a bad fucking idea. It makes Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles made by Michael Bay look good. Which, that requires Impossible. a level of fucking <laughs> talent that Impossible. is beyond me. Yeah. Um, so, I, I get... But, at the same time, I do understand where people are like, ah, eh, should we change Cory Balrog? I, I'm pronouncing his last yeah. name wrong, I'm sure. But he said, wait, I'm not 100% sure. Now, this is... Remember, this has been a discussion around all skins the color of people's skins in various games, mm-hmm. uh, the design of people's skins, buxom or not. This is not a first-time discussion. However, when you look at Sonic, he looked fucking terrifying. There, there's a difference between those discussions where, like, you know, people want inclusion or what have you, than this one, which just didn't look right. Yeah. It, there's something about it that you look at it, you go, listen, it's not, it's not making sure that... You know, people are validated for whatever. It's looking at it and going, that fucking looks wrong. And and so I get what Corey was saying. I get what he was saying, but I personally feel that it looked looked messed up. And anybody who is a Sonic fan, I've talked about this before, you only have two ways to go. You look at it and say either they were incompetent and no one designed this or I have no fucking clue what they're doing, which makes me even more worried. There's yeah. almost no way out of this discussion. Which I, is sad. I personally
1: believe is one of those situations where the artists, the the people working on Sonic himself, are going, "This this isn't good." We, you know, talking to higher ups, we need to scrap this. We need to redo this. We need more time. And the higher ups are like, "Push it, push it." Push yeah. It out. And then
0: once the feedback came, they're like, "Okay,
1: I guess yeah. everybody else is right." Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and I feel they're going to have to delay the movie because what's happening now is True. think of all the marketing material based off that original yeah. Sonic going to be yeah. scrapped. Think of yeah. all the scenes in the movie as well. I mean, that's right. a lot of money. That's a lot of redoing. Um, and I feel like if they rush it out this year and try to redo parts of the movie with Sonic in it, which is the whole fucking movie, I, I like, oh, my God. I, I shiver at the thought of what happens when people get, like, their hands on the Blu-rays and they actually get to watch frame by frame certain shit happen. Kind of like what happened with The Last Jedi where, where you know, people first viewing, a lot, you know, a decent amount of people, this is pretty good. Second viewing, they're like, wait, what? And then third viewing, you know, people really started to break it down and go, oh, wait, oh, wait, Ray suddenly doesn't have uh, a knife in her back. That's interesting. Stuff like that I feel is going to happen with this movie, and I'm a little bit terrified for them more now than before where I was like, all right, it's going to be a bad movie. It's going to happen. Who gives a shit? But now
0: Uh, I also think, though, Maddie, that they probably are like, we'll eat that because they'd rather have success and be able to make a series out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. that's a good point
0: right that's a really so so let's say they make 150 million on a on a fucking nightmare that's that that's a scam that's the typical way of doing it you make your money and you run the fuck off but also if they're looking at avengers and all this shit that's got 85 movies based on you know and they look at sonic and they're like wait a minute we could spend up front 40 million to remake a bunch of stuff but in the long run people will like it more possibly mm-hmm. And there's a higher chance of people wanting to return to it because there is a thing about whether it be, um, uh, you know, uh, the term when you look at an animal and you put human uh, emotions. to I can't remember the term shit, but there there's the idea of looking at something. You see this like half human, half sonic versus something that, let's say, a little bit more cartoony. Humans have a tendency, whether it be like it's not uncanny valley, but that's the word I'm going to use. Um, but you look at it, something you, you see it and you're all, this looks a little human, but not, it looked like Isle of Dr. fucking Moreau to me. It looked like a, ch- it looked like some kind of, uh, weird amalgamation that, that actually made me a little disturbed. So I think there would have been a more problems with that than them fixing it.
1: I just love the idea that you were like genuinely disturbed by it. No, 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 I was,
0: I would, no, dude, when I saw it, I actually was in voice chat and people posted it and I'm like. That is haunting. What the fuck is that? And somebody's like, that's the official. And then I, I argued with everybody. I'm like, no, that's it's impossible. That's the official. That's a deviant art. And they're like, no, that's what it actually looks like. And then I had to go online. I had seen Jim Carrey. He looks fine, by the way. I want to yeah, make sure. I'd it's agree. Dr. Robotnik or whatever. I, Eggman. I think it's, that's fine. Um, But I didn't believe him. I flatly was having a huge argument in voice chat. Yeah. Going like, there's fucking no way he looks... He looks like a nightmare, man. And mm-hmm. I was wrong, and so and I'm 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 open to that. But yeah, I was quite disturbed by it. I just I'm not a big fan of um, the half human, half animal thing. It, it gives me the creeps. You know, it's like everybody has a phobia. My phobia is like Isle of Dr. Moreau, humans and animals mixing kind of thing. And that's what it looked like with his little baby fucking... It looks like, as one of my friends said, it looks like a seven-year-old transformed halfway into a fucking hedgehog who's on LSD. That's the
1: thing is, is Sonic is such an up-and-down thing because there'll be games like... I'll say, uh, Mania is one that a lot of people really liked I really enjoyed Generations you'll see, for example, they did a short on Christmas Day it was a cartoon, and it was kind of adorable and it was heartwarming and you see, like, at times they just get Sonic but then, they do shit like this and almost, you know, the Twitter account with its edgy humor and and now this Nightmare Fuel concept of Sonic, like, I thought they were just banking on, alright, Sonic's a meme now let's just fuck it up (laughs) That's (laughs) I'm not even kidding. That's why when I did see the trailer, the first thing I wrote was, my question is why, but not why about the trailer. Why are we surprised this is the route they took? Have we seen the shit they put out? And Sonic Forces, like, just... Here's why.
0: Though, I agree with you, but I think that people see, I brought this up earlier, I think it's because people see things like Spider-Verse into the Spider-Verse do such a good job but still look different. Mm-hmm. that that there is room for success. And so they so I get what you mean by why are we surprised, but I think one of the reasons is because we do see successes elsewhere. Not with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and not as easily with CGI where something's mixing between the two. Mm-hmm. But I think we're getting accustomed to seeing success. And so when you do see such a blatant visual failure of uh, not only that, but dude, okay, I'll imagine this, Maddie. let's replace Sonic. Imagine Mario looking like that. Huge nose, fucking retound fat. You'd be mortified. You'd fucking run from the screen. Children would cry. Nobody would want to eat during the movie. That's what Sonic would (laughs) have... Dude, imagine if you were fucking having your Juju bees or whatever those fucking candies are and you're sitting in the movie and that thing shows up. Gotta go fast. And you'd be like, yeah, as in leave. (laughs) Because that's fucking haunting. There's nobody who's gonna want to sit in there. So... To me, it makes sense. I get exactly what you mean. Like, why are we surprised? But it's because we've had some successes. CGI is so high. Deep fakes are possible. We see fucking, you know, deep fakes where it looks like a real mm. movie star in porn, or we see um, Obama saying <laughs> shit he didn't say. So it's like, if you can do that, why can you not make Sonic? Dude, and his eyes aren't even right. Look at the fucking picture of his eyes. They're like, I can't tell who he's looking at. He looks like he's looking at the screen, and he's like a chameleon, where they have the ability to move both eyes at the same time. No. Ugh. Fuck. By the way, never take me to a movie. Because of this kind of shit, this is the kind of shit I think when I'm sitting there. I'm
1: like, "What the fuck is happening?" Just too right much idle time is... in our hands, you know. Our, our too, much, start too much, yeah, 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 way, too much too. way too much idle time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, way too much, way too much idle time. Because my, my girlfriend tells me all the time, she's like, "I have to watch movies with you." I'm like, "Why?" She's like, "Because you just don't focus during them." I'm like, "What the fuck do you mean?" And and like as I do that, I proceed to go on Twitter. And I'm like, "Yeah," because we were watching World War Z, but I was like, eh, "Whatever." Um, but I guess yeah, sometimes I just I suck at watching movies. I did really well this week though. I watched three different movies. Bumblebee. I watched Holmes and Watson, which fucking sucked. That Wait, was such oh, a, that one anti funny yes. movie, anti funny movie. Ooh. And yeah, I yeah. was like, you know, I was seeing the uh, Will Ferrell and I forgot the other guy's name from Step Brothers. I'm like, oh, what a duo! You know, I remember yep. loving Step Brothers, and I was like, here we go, Holmes and Watson. And They're great
0: friends in real life, so you
1: yeah. think like there's a know. chemistry, and just I did not laugh once. I did not laugh once. Yeah, and then I also watched uh, uh, Aquaman. That was pretty good too. Oh, pretty, Aqu- good. Pretty, good. pretty good. Aquaman was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good.
0: Only pretty good. I, I thought. I, I thought, care- thought, I thought the
1: character development in the beginning was rushed. I think it was like on a course uh, being awful rushed. DC movie, and then yeah, like they right. they clearly repurposed and was like okay slow down, and yeah. uh, and they took their time with it, and like you could feel that transition happen like thirty minutes in, it settled in. It was like oh yeah now yeah. this is pretty good um you know anyway. the best part of aquaman bro is what? when that guy shows up and he's like hey man are you fish boy
0: yeah.
1: and he fucking gets up <laughs> yeah. and it it shows
0: him like looking solid during the first three selfies and then it degenerates to them drunk yeah. and in arm wrestling matches yeah. and i was like that's when i was all i think they get it like <laughs> i i actually think they understand best dc movie by the way but that's all that's because i mean that's like comparing terrible shits to a fucking fine meal like the other <laughs> movies have sucked so I think it was the best DC movie. But mm-hmm. I I get what you mean. I get what you mean.
1: Uh, I was looking at the chat. A lot of people were talking about Detective Pikachu as yeah, like a video game movie to breakthrough. Oh, you think you didn't think that looked cool. I thought the Pokemon looked solid. There were some of them that like like I, I think Pokemon gets a bit of a free pass, and I'm not saying I give it that. But for no, example, I, I thought I thought Jigglypuff looked fucking as you would say, disturbing. Like I I I vomited in my mouth slightly when I saw they it. They also
0: teased it though. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the trailer. They actually joke about what he looks like. It's like Ted, if you've seen Ted with right. uh, Mark Wahlberg. They tease what he looks like, and that worked. Sonic never appeared to look like they were going to tease what he looked like. It mm. looks like they were going to take it Just deadly serious.
1: In that in that one uh, marketing post that, that leaked. But yeah, man, like some Pokemon in that movie, as Ozimoto said, look good, and some look horrible. And and everyone's like memeing Jigglypuff in a funny way, a good way, like a positive thing. Oh, look at the Jigglypuff's little curl on her on her head, and I'm like... Stop, like this thing looks fucking insane. Like this does yeah. not look good. But because it's Pokemon and it's Nintendo, it gets a free pass. It it's looks true. like a
0: subreddit for nightmares. Yeah. Like that's that's the problem is uh, some mm. of them look good by the way. But I think that they did a very go- good. Yeah. I think that trailer they joked for a brief second about him being like looking at it going like what the fuck and to me I'm like mm-hmm. once you do that you sort of have a free pass if, as somebody just said if you're self-aware. Mm-hmm. And and that is the difference is that Sonic is is was stunningly not so
1: yeah but um yeah it, it's looking like a a really good movie uh we got some bits coming in uh where's Lone where's alone and yeah. Noah? you're just brand new to this yeah you might you <laughs> might yeah he said where's alone and no i can't do Ham Radio live without them uh yeah he might be in reference to the one time we did do this live oh the one time you and i yeah we uh we did that together and and it was a train wreck a uh, quick story time is that <laughs> I, I told Carrick when we were first going live, I was like, I'm kind of nervous. Cause the, the chat was so distracting alone and Noah. Not that we can't read the chat, but like they were just sitting there staring at it. And, and like, let's say I was doing it right now. He'd be like, Oh, and bearded panda says no side is is nightmare fuel. Oh, Mike Mike Fury says light oh, my yeah, ass can't off, stand that. super nit like do that. Yeah, yeah, like loaded yeah. no over just reading everything. I'm like guys, th- topics, topics. And then we started talking have about some politics. C- have so some like,
0: have some CBD gummies or something. Yeah, prior to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be like oh, so anyway. Yeah, you, sometimes sometimes chat can get a little uh, a little uh, uh, intrusive. I know you, if you pay too much attention.
1: I know, but uh great guys but uh that that live thing was just oh god if someone could find that episode that'd be great because you'll hear me like i said at one point lone and noah start going into politics and i'm like trying to just keep us on like cars. where are we guys I'm like guys, where guys are no we? not not there not there don't go there <laughs> please uh but anyway if someone wants to find that episode maybe it was episode 100 i don't know but uh any, no 100 was when lone and noah came back together i don't know what episode it was but if uh, that that's our community challenge Anyway, we're going to move on to our next topic. This one is Kingdom Hearts DLC, completely different from the Sonic movie. So, Kingdom Hearts got its DLC announcement at a, uh, I believe, let's see here, I think it was a community orchestra-styled event. Um, Yes, Kingdom Hearts Orchestra World of Trace performance in Tokyo. New DLC was announced for Kingdom Hearts 3, according to concertgoers. Um, according to the people who said that it was announced, the DLC is called Remind, and it will feature both paid and free components. Pardon me. Those who pay for the free DLC, or the premium DLC, I said pay for the free DLC, jeez, uh, will receive an additional Remind scenario, two new episodes, and bosses, and an English voice acting option for the Japanese version. In addition, everyone will receive a new Keyblade and form for free, uh, according to a subsequent tweets from Yanolin Gaming, who was in attendance, Nomura presented this information in a funny little PowerPoint presentation and said that pricing and release timing has yet to be determined and that more details will come in June, so likely during Square Enix's E3 presentation, which we talked about last week. And it's funny because we just said last week, we were like, yeah, Kingdom Hearts DLC is going to be a part yeah. of that, so uh, one for us on the prediction score. But uh, anyway, so... An additional remind scenario, two new episodes, so and a boss that apparently is excruciatingly hard, they described it as. Um so I'm guessing that they're probably gonna add Sephiroth back as the really hard boss. I'd be shocked if not. Cause lingering will is no longer a thing from Kingdom Hearts two. I don't know what the remind scenario would be. I, I'm a good i I'm good friends with uh the gamers joint, Cynical, who covers like Kingdom Hearts exclusively, and I saw him tweeting about how it it might be something with Ventus and roxas or i think something along those lines uh two new episodes uh they might take the route of final fantasy 15 where it kind of continued the story afterwards where like individual characters are filled in blanks and without spoiling anything i I think by the end of the story they have two characters they can do episodes on um like i said i don't want to go more into that but for you uh, what do you think about the DLC? Anything catch your attention? Completely uninterested. What would you? Yeah, you hope sound to like see? you're
0: fucking casting a spell in Harry Potter when you're mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. You're like raucous and fireous and crotches. <laughs> I have no clue half of the fucking dudes you're talking about. You're like you're just throwing. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized like all, so as I
1: was looking at you, you're like what the cr- fuck? <laughs> yeah, you're like
0: Crochimus Maximus is returning with his fucking firebrand, and I'm like, dude, I have no goddamn clue what he's talking about. Um, I don't know if I'll ever get a chance to return to that game unfortunately like just unless some i don't know something weird happens where i decide to do a video on it or or uh-huh. uh, art art styles so to me it's cool that people get it but i will probably never interact i i don't think i'll ever interact with it, unfortunately I thought, it was,
1: I thought it was really small for what was it's still the number one selling game of the year I was oh you very... think the dlc package is small I mean, they said a scenario, which I don't know how big that would be. But two episodes, which, if we're going off Final Fantasy fifteen, which did episodic-style DLC, like they call it Episode Noctis, for example. That's usually, like, three hours. So you got two of those. Right, but Final Fantasy an... needed it,
0: because remember, their story didn't make sense yeah. when it
1: shipped. Yeah, sure didn't. Versus
0: this one, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, we can't say Kingdom Hearts makes sense, though. That's, uh... Oof. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Kingdom
0: Hearts makes sense if you can time travel and you fucking can play <laughs> half the game at the starting, then jump in the middle,
1: and then finish at the end. Yeah, that right. is true.
0: You're no, you're right. I didn't so, think about uh, that. I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, someone just said, uh, "Day of the lead said uh, episode Goofy." Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Except for all three. Yeah, we'll go with that too. Uh, they could go crazy with it, but uh, I feel like they're just gonna hopefully fill in blanks and not try to add more. But. Um, yeah, Kingdom Hearts DLC is coming. They just released their critical mode update. So if you want to play the game on a legitimately hard difficulty, unlike the base game which was stupendously easy, oh, easy, holy shit! Do I you think give that, that was a, to a do, you, baby.
0: do you do you think that was a? I don't know. Babies are pretty talented these days. Do you I think uh, do you think that that was done to uh, get more fans in? To the game i, I feel like Do you think that that was like oh it? your story doesn't make sense but it's going to be easy so you might as well play it
1: that's the thing I, I just feel like these these big dogs in the in the business just look at some consumers and either we, we talked about this during the Borderlands section a go like oh they're idiots they're not going to be able to distinguish microtransactions versus paid cosmetics haha tiny tiny Words. purchases yeah word plays and in this situation i feel like they're treating the other consumers way. as an idiot in the sense of yeah oh they're they're eight years old. they love Disney, therefore let's make this stupidly easy because this series did not completely grow off of teenagers and adult and young adults playing it <laughs> like that yeah. that's where it found all of its growth because it was a Final Fantasy and Disney crossover originally. Final Fantasy was definitely more of a a teenage to adult style game. It wasn't something that little 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 kids were playing, and so I think they just tried to you know blanket the entire game and go, all right, easy mode because kids and and i'm sure plenty of kids did buy it
0: well know. there's a dichotomy when you have to have a three-hour video on describing a story for a disney game yeah right like it's it's there's a dichotomy there. saying those who don't know it, yeah so so what you end up having is you end up having this dichotomy and i think they were i do i feel like at least in some way they were like let's make this easy that way people who don't or are young don't need to know the story as much they can have fun as these as these disney characters mm-hmm. and then maybe because i also noticed that even if you turned up the difficulty nothing really it, oh, God, it no. was it was never really hard no so this is adding that obviously. It does. Um yeah. which is cool. Which is co- even though I've never believed in DLC being a difficulty but Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild you can fuck off with your difficulty ranger and Well, this and one's Metro. free now. I
1: think didn't you have to pay I, for That's what I'm
0: saying. I'm saying the difference here is it's free, yeah. which is nice, which it wasn't in in Metro, I think. Mm-hmm. It, you you bought it with a No, 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 wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Metro was free too. It was?
1: Wasn't it? Yeah, I think Metro so. Exodus Metro the Ranger, ranger mode Plus, was. Free? I think wasn't Ranger mode in, in the base game, I think. I could Something wrong. with
0: Metro. Yeah, I could be wrong too, anyway.
1: And then, yeah, Armor Muffin brought up survival mode in Fallout 4, which was a really good example of, you know, something that gave the game kind of a, a second life down the for road. For sure. Uh, yeah. I think that was April after the game came out that um they dropped that, and that was that was a nice surprise that they fine-tuned that. But that's the thing, man, is that a lot of these games leave difficulty for later, and I, I guess with the waste titles are structured nowadays i almost can't how do i word it i don't want to say like there's a lack of blame there but it almost allows you to have a fully functioning single player game but also do extensive content uh with with the the title like most dlcs where you you, most people will not have had the game done in in a weekend or a week like some of us hardcore gamers or people who have jobs what have you so by the time they do get around to beating it, and let's say they're that person who buys, you know, a handful of games a year, not a ton, when that DLC does drop, it might be coming at the right time rather than they beat it, it's baked into their product and they're like, All right, I want something new, you get what I'm saying? It almost keeps them involved in the game X ecosystem when they're when they're supporting it with replayability also, later rather than having it in the base game.
0: Also, do you ever feel, Maddie? I mean, has this ever happened where you've stopped a game? I've stopped a game because it's too difficult. But I've never stopped a game because it's too easy. And so I think that's, I think right now you're getting the weirdness where you get these games that are really difficult for almost no reason. You know, it's like every game, the Dark Souls of fucking puzzle games, the Dark Souls of Pokemon, you know, what the fuck ever. Like, everybody's trying to do, so I feel like these guys were just like, you know what, we'll worry about that later. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and we'll let people experience it for what? they get out of it, which is, I don't think I know anybody who played it. You and I talked about it and we were like, man, it's pretty easy. But I, I never was like, even when I was playing it and I didn't get a chance to review it, I I wasn't like going to stop because it was easy. But if I had hit some, or if it was incredibly difficult, there is a chance that you could just be like, I'm bouncing off this title. There's multiple things bother me plus the difficulty. So I think for a company like these guys, Disney, cartoon based third in a series of well 18th in a series I have no clue because they have all the weird fucking 33 and a third bullshit names but I think for them it was smart they're just like okay we'll make it a little bit easier and we'll worry about the difficulty later I don't really know many people who stop a game because it's easy I mean I just maybe they lack the challenge but they still play a lot of it
1: it's not an easy game but normally with a FromSoft game I get looped in because of a combination of a wonderful atmosphere, cool Because it's from soft, though. And, 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 but also the difficulty. I want to beat yeah. it. But with Sekiro, yeah. I didn't really get looped in because of its challenge. In fact, I thought the early going the first five hours or so was pretty easy compared to the mm-hmm. rest. And I eventually did put it down partially because I said I was not getting hooked into it, and when I did die, I, I go on to explain how a lot of the takedowns in that game are, are stealth-focused, and repeating stealth segments to me, is like, it reminds me of a PS2 game, and it's like, it feels very dated in that sense, um, while it's obviously not, or doesn't play like that, you know, that's a game that initially was easy, and, and given the studio's yeah, but, reputation, I did put it down in part to that, but it's not do the main you, reason. But that's
0: just the one, Right. Like that, uh, if you ignore that, that it's from Soft and you look at all other games, has there been a game that's not from them that you weren't expecting uh, mm-hmm. the difficulty of a certain level? Has there been a game where you've ever looked and been like, it's just too easy? I mean, I don't... I. Uh-huh. Well, also, you and I play games for a living, but I mean, yeah. for the most part, has that ever happened to you? Because it really hasn't happened to me. I will mention it and be like, listen, this thing is fucking...
1: Yeah, I've I, I never... Easy i never put a game down because it was too easy, and I think it's because when a game gets too hard, it's less of the frustration and more so. It's the game fucking me up fairly.
0: We're going to steal all your weapons halfway yeah. through the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, worst,
1: the worst thing ever. Oh worst my God.
0: design ever. Yeah.
1: It's like, hey, you just got all this shit? Guess what? Not anymore. Deus Ex. <laughs> Son of a Multiple bitch. Multiple games. That that moment so scarred many. me, man. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, we move on to yet another segment. Hold on, I need to find my timestamp. Where the heck is it? Here we are. All right, so anyway, we are going to talk about Nintendo a little bit now. Uh, Nintendo made an announcement earlier this week that they're not going to be bringing brand new hardware to E3. And the speculation, of course, has been like Nintendo's going to do a much more high, highly powered uh, version of the Switch and one that's portable in the sense of It's just, like, just one machine. Yeah, it's not like you remove the Joy-Cons and all that stuff. It's just something you slip into your pocket. Uh, But anyway, as a general rule, we're always working hard on new hardware, and we will announce it when we are able to sell it. Furukawa says to investors, according to a translation from Bloomberg, but we have no plans to announce that at this year's E3. So the phrasing is key, according to Game Informer, because Furukawa all but says new hardware is coming, but he specifically says don't look for it at E3. So it is happening. It's just a matter of when. I'd imagine sometime in August, July, we'll get an announcement. And the reason I say it's going to be that much later in the year, I mean, it could happen earlier, but it's because the Switch has already established itself. You're getting ready for that holiday push at that point in time. Imagine they release a budget version of the Switch. Hey, for $199, you can have a Switch, and then for another $60, you pick up a game, or you bundle that together for a $250 bundle, with that more, uh, with that cheaper switch and a game on top of it, I think that could be huge for them in the in the um, in the holiday period. Personally, um,
0: uh, so not a more powerful one, but a more budget one. That's what get, I'd expect. Get more I feel in. like yeah.
1: if they do a, yeah. uh, for example, a new 3ds XL or whatever with the remember how they added like the little yep. nub to the and stuff, and they made games exclusive for it that only could use that. I feel like that could separate the market a little bit. Too no early. reason
0: to do it in this day and age. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, I feel like it's way too early for that. And uh, how about this,
0: like... bro? How about a better battery?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, unless right, unless you get the thing that we got. I use that on the yeah. plane, and holy smokes!
0: Yeah, I use it all the time. What about what about a better battery, more RAM, maybe? Mm-hmm. Uh, not RAM, I'm sorry, but you know what I mean. Uh, memory for your yeah, if for they... your games
1: yeah i'd like that um and if they added more power to it hopefully it would help games like uh, it's not out yet but i played the demo for Damon x machina that just it just ran like shit it, it did not play well oh. it did not feel good it, it had it looked awful like that's a game that clearly was a not optimized well for the switch but B it it may have thought a little too, i wouldn't even say thought too big because you have breath of the wild which looks great and is huge and deep so I, I'd say just Damon X Machina wasn't optimized properly, and maybe a stronger system makes that process a little bit easier.
0: Dude, maybe Dragon's
1: Dogma starts. runs so well. Does that run at 60 oh. FPS? Uh, no, that's a that's a thirty. Okay, yeah, I didn't think yeah. so. I just I figured I'd ask. So that that's yeah, a game man. that doesn't chug at all.
0: No, no. Well, a, a couple times right at starting when you meet the first dragon before it, even before the story outlines you getting becoming mm-hmm. the Arisen. Um, and you're just sort of alert. You fight the chim- Chimera, and you fight, the, or you see the dragon up the corner. That dropped at like 26, I think. And from then on, it was, it, you know, it petered sometimes. But that game ran really well, uh, well enough that my opinion is that Capcom most likely is working with other third-party development teams for the Switch, and they're pa- uh, they're passing on optimization stuff because, really? uh, dude, that didn't even run well on the Xbox X and or the Xbox Original and the PS4 when it when its uh, remake came out. Mm-hmm. There were there were FPS issues at times on that. Also ported from the PC, Maddie, not the consoles. Yeah. So the Switch version is ported from the PC with all its bug fixes and better textures into the Switch, which I think uh, helped it as well.
1: Yeah, it's a matter of when. So yeah. I, I do hope that uh, what they do announce is worthwhile. I imagine it's going to be a Switch Mini. I saw Armored Muffin say, yeah, Switch Mini. Um, I, I feel like that's what it's mainly going to be. I don't think they're going to announce a more powerful version, if I'm honest, because I think the, the Switch is, I want to say fine as is, but I feel it would be better to wait two, three years, announce a more powerful version of the Switch that does play its exclusive games, because now you've cultivated a, a, a fan base that is a part of your ecosystem and is ready at that point for the next step, where there is still, and every day there's always people getting their first Switches, of course, but by that point, you'll have enough people in your system who were early adopters, who maybe got it this year, who got it next year, who have been playing long enough where once that time comes and they're saying, hey, 350 bucks, here's another version of the Switch, much more powerful, and you can play this, this, and that now with it, and these games are updated for it, kind of like a PS4 Pro almost, that half step for it. Um, I feel like that would sell better for them and be more well-received, too, because let's say they announce a more powerful version and someone just got their Switch... Last, a, co- a couple months ago, just for Smash Brothers, right? It just came out, and, like, maybe they were a little bit late to it, got some Christmas money together, and they got Smash Brothers Ultimate. And imagine a month later, Nintendo's like, or two months later, rather, they're, they're, they go, yeah, let's, uh let's, oh. here's our here's our new Switch. It can play this, this, that. It's much cooler than the shit you have right now. Go buy it. Rather than announcing, in early in its cycle, a cheaper version, a more budget version.
0: Let me switch the entire conversation around, and why I, I'm telling you right now, I do not believe a mini is coming. Okay. Because you have a bunch of docks out there. And unless they sell you an adapter for your dock, for your mini, Mm -hmm. the number of people with fucking Switch docks, can you imagine having two docks, a new one and an old one, or having, like, Mm. there are some uh, peripherals. You're not going to sell a Joy-Con that's different because that would be ridiculous. So... Do you mean, like...
1: Different color Joy-Cons and stuff?
0: No, I mean different sized ones for a mini. Like if they decided to change that. So So the only way to make it mini is to do this. And guess what? That won't work in your fucking dock right now. Mm -hmm. So to me... I think a mini is not as easy as people think. Additionally, I don't think me- most people wake up and go, the switch is definitely portable, cuz guess what? You're lying to yourself unless you're a carpenter and you have carpenter pants. The <laughs> mini the, the normal switch is not a portable. It is yeah. a small handheld system, but it is not necessarily as portable as people like to pretend it is. So to me a mini runs into the issues of using your current items including your your Joy-Cons, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then your normal one. And so to me, the identification of a Pro makes more sense because they might still have the screen be the same size, might just pit, put more power into it. But a Mini is difficult for you to sell me.
1: Okay. I, so... would, I
0: would find that quite diff, difficult as a
1: sale. My... Oh,
0: more, more so than a Pro.
1: Then my counter would be... Because I, I, this is how I imagine the Switch Mini would be. Think of... Okay... How how do I describe it? It's all connected, right? A, like the the Joy Cons are a part of this thing, uh, like okay. you, like you can't detach them. And what it comes with, rather, is almost like a 3DS. It just comes with an adapter that you plug into the wall, and you lay your Switch on its back, and it charges through the wall, rather than having it dock. Because I imagine the Switch Mini will be designed for that portable aspect, <laughs> so you can take it wherever you want to go. So you're not going to be worrying about you don't you're not going to need a dock. To charge it because you're not going to be docking your Switch Mini.
0: Yeah, dude. So it's you're now saying so just that, a
1: handheld system. like That's well, a the lot form. of money
0: for a fucking non-dockable
1: Switch, though, Matty. But I feel like non-dockable. If, they, if they're making it smaller, do you think like they're cutting costs somewhere where it would be cheaper?
0: No, because um, you're talking about plastic versus silicone. Mm. You're you're talking about switch uh, making it more making it hold the same power but in a smaller uh, smaller form factor, trying to keep what? the battery yeah, the same. Think... There's a lot of
1: I think it could be like the 2DS. 2DS? You know, that's like In that way? flat, uh, just one piece of technology holding it all together. I, I feel like that's what they're going to do. Just that one... Non-dockable? Non-dockable, charge it through the wall like a standard handheld system. Make it 200 bucks, because what that does is every person who's holding on to their 3DS right now, they're switching. I have, no they are with a, <laughs> I have no problem <laughs> with I have no problem. Wow, I know, right? I That's hate, a bad I me pun. <laughs> uh,
0: I have no problem with the idea of a mini, but I would if it was non-dockable. Um, so people were asking what type of thing Maddie and I have. Mm-hmm. Can't read the name of that. Can you read the name? Big What's blue
1: battery case for Switch.
0: Big blue battery case also charges a cell phone, ten thousand mAh with a with a fucking what do you call it? A uh, stand and. Clips in like a son of a bitch. Like you're, you never have to worry about your switch coming out. That mm-hmm. thing is maze balls, and it's only twenty nine bucks. And I will never, ever, ever use my switch without it. Anyway, yeah. Long story short, and longer um, game sessions with it are possible. Way longer. Yeah, it's insane how much better that battery is. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I get what you're saying. I just, I don't know, dude. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I get what, I get what you're saying, but the idea of removing the the dockability of it. Some people are going to want to play docked. Why mm-hmm. would you sell the pro then? For example, why the pro is what they want to sell because it costs so much money anyway. Those fuckers. The pro is like what is it like 180 bucks? That's what it feels like, but it's only like 69, I think, for the for the pro controller. Right. But why would you for a mini? Now it's this big. You're putting it in front of you. It's not dockable. Then they lose the possibility of a sale of the pro. Do you see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's some there's. I guess I'll just say there's trade offs for both. There's big trade offs for both.
1: B. Davis made a good point of why are we not putting it past the company to make their cu- customers buy two docks? Another... In no way, shape, or form am I. <laughs> yeah. I-, I didn't think you were, but I'm just saying, like, that's a good nope. point in general. Just that I, I feel nope. like, yeah, they-, they won't think twice if they're like, hey, you got two docks. Give one to your friend. Yep. Or they'll switch it to the little USB. Um, like, I don't know if you have one of these, Maddie, but I have like a USB
0: 3 thing where you plug it in and it splits it to mm. multiple USB devices. Yeah. I could see them being, here's your mini, mini dock. You know, like, it's just a little wire you plug it in.
1: Uh, it's a messy, yeah, like, though. Yeah, like a phone charger, That's messy. almost. Like, you just plug mm-hmm. it into the bottom of the Switch. And, yeah, it's not the cleanest way, but it becomes... Like I said, I feel like that will replace 3DS, any owners out there with it. Because I think the 3DS has, like, 65 Agreed. million owners or something like that. Yeah, they want to hit that, and for they, sure. Yeah, and I feel like the the, the Switch Mini would, would be crushing that entire audience. That would the Switch Mini still have thumbsticks? That's the one thing I was thinking about. If you're going to make it dockable... With with the original dock, I think you remove that somehow. I don't know how, but you do. It's impossible though, no, because so many games are, are have thumbsticks and D pad capabilities. So I don't yeah, think they do. That's why I think it's just gonna be a, a charger. You plug it into the wall.
0: Okay, gotcha. So, huh? Interesting. That's interesting, man. Mm. Oh yeah, you bet, uh, backlog gamer. Yeah, you need to get that thing, man. If you have a Switch, trust me, do not do not buy a Switch without buying this battery pack thing. Yeah. And there's multiple companies that do it, but this is the best one I've seen. And, and, and it also, by the way... And it's
1: very, like... Uh, it's, like, bulky. It, so that's it, what I
0: was going to say, yeah. is it's, like, it, it feels like it protects the... Like, if I drop the switch, I actually feel like this has a chance of making sure the screen won't hit first because mm-hmm. it is back-heavy a little bit, and that that would take the damage. And it's 29 bucks mm-hmm. for a major battery. I mean, I've spent L.A. Noir, I've played for, at minimum, three times longer than normal with that battery plugged yeah. in um so yeah yeah Yeah, no anyway long story short i'm the mini i I get what you mean i just it's just a lot of caveats how about that no matter what way we go
1: you're trading something yeah absolutely i think there would be a trade-off with power of some kind all right next on the list i actually don't have the actual numbers up uh for world war z um if you wouldn't 1.2 million yeah let me look all right cool Anyway, we're going to be talking about World War Z, which has found tremendous success over on the Epic Games Store. Uh, we're going to talk about why that's the case, but uh, Carrick's going to summon the numbers for us.
0: Yeah, so Venture Beat, and this is from April 23rd. The rumor I heard was it's already at a, a 1.2 or 1.3 million, but it says, uh, Zombie Games can still bring in big sales as publisher Focus Home Interactive and developer Saber announced that their co-op shooter, as of nine days ago, sold more than 1 million copies since its uh, April 16th launch on PC, PS4, and Xbox One.
1: That's one game I can confidently say I fucking knew it would do well. I said, I remember. Oh, looking... did you? I remember sending a fucking trailer of it, the Tokyo trailer, into my chat, and I said, there's got to be hype for this game.
0: Oh, no, I saw that post. I saw your post. I was like, there's got to be people
1: who will care about this, because just the way, the presentation of the hordes, even if you've played horde games before, which this game very much is just zombie hordes, it, the way they present it to you and the set pieces are, are addicting, fun to replay, and always enticing, but... Anyway, one plus million sales for World War Z, a game that did go exclusively with the Epic Games Store. Now, I'm going to say, first and foremost, that this wasn't a game that, from what I am aware of, unless it happened underneath the table and we were not made aware of it, it wasn't like a big Steam release. And when it caught attention and it was already on Epic, I think there was less kickback because it wasn't this big transfer for a lot of people who already had their pre-orders out on Steam.
0: Yeah, agreed. I also think that
1: a big part of its success um, is is the fact that it hit at the right time. I think there's been a lot of people dying for some type of Left 4 Dead experience. One that is solid, but looks a little different. It's not this first-person shooter. It's a third-person shooter. Um, It's not the same set of guns. There are classes, and those classes are better with certain things. There is a leveling up system. There is gun customization. Quality of life enhancements, which are core features, but they're quality of life enhancements for a genre that's sort of gone stale. And so you combine that with the presentation I mentioned earlier. And also, yes, Mike Fury matching, because of the movie, Yeah, you know, it's a popular name. I feel it's really late where it almost separates itself entirely. Yeah,
0: it's late enough that I don't know. Yeah. And the movie wasn't good. So I, I enjoyed
1: people... the movie. I'm not going to lie. I, thought... I,
0: I liked it, but I'm, it didn't do well. It didn't, like, fucking do gangbusters. Oh, no, did well enough to all. get a sequel at some point.
1: Yeah. So... Now, with all that out there, are you happy with these sales? Why do you think it did so well? General thoughts.
0: I think it did so well because a lot of people surprisingly liked it. Like, I was going to forums. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I'm going to just compare these two real quick because I'm sure we'll talk about Days Gone. But when you look at Days Gone, I saw a Thread... There was over 100 pages long where they said, let's not be divisive and let's just talk about the positive stuff. And within seven posts, they were arguing over what they thought was positive, which was hilarious. But with World War Z, the number of people I've talked to who are just like, whoa, this game is just fun. Mm. I got a lot of hate for liking that game. I mean, I oh, oh really? fucking Carrick sold out because it's an oh, epic. Yeah, yeah. oh, I dude. That I, happens
1: I, to me. Any game that's on the Epic Store that I end up liking. Uh, when I announced I was going to play Borderlands 3, they're like, wait, it's to the Epic Store. I'm like, I don't even have a creator oh, code there. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, go on, though. No, it's just everybody I've
0: talked to, uh, regardless of all the other stuff, fun matters. And the number of people I've talked to who are like, holy shit, this game is just... It is actually fun. Mm-hmm. Left for Dead, I get why people compare the two, but Left For Dead's so old now that like many people buying this new. game. Yeah. Dude, not only that, but everybody I played it with had never played Left For Dead. That's how long it's Left like For ago. Out.
1: when you mentioned that. It's yeah. a
0: generation ago. Yeah. And so we always get caught up in these book of woe dwarven hates where it's like, I'm gonna remember every fucking thing you did and I'm gonna remember this game in nineteen ninety four, mm-hmm. which was better. <laughs> Guess what? A fucking ton of people are playing games that never played that game. And those people are having a blast. And that's why I think, number one, it did well. Number two, Epic's discoverability. Bro, I go to Steam, and if I don't click on that tile as Steam is going through and I forget to click on it, there's eight other games that come and click. Guess what? Mm -hmm. On Epic, regardless of all the other shit I hate, because I hate a fucking bunch of stuff on that store, it's always there. You click on it, and it's like, boom, world war z Mm -hmm. and it's the discoverability is instant there isn't even a search it's just right fucking there so it it's so much easier consoles it was at a cheaper price maddie people always forget yeah 40 bucks always forget the price and it was at a price that hit perfectly if that had been 60 it would have been a different discussion way different discussion Mm -hmm. if that had been 60 well
1: because what it encourages in a sense is a it's co-op so for every one copy sold, you may end up increasing that to two within the same party because, oh, dude, let's get World War Z. Ah, I don't know, man. Oh, come on, it's co-op. Well, it's forty bucks. That's it, right there. Like that's right. That's the combo. That's music to so many people's ears, and it's why you see games like, for example, A Way Out, which was okay. I'd say it was. Uh, I don't say it's in a negative way, but like worse than World War Z. But because it was co-op, because it was affordable, and it had a great. Uh, purchasing option for consumers where you buy one, get one yeah. free, pretty much. It's sold right. quite well. Yeah. Um, and that's why I personally believe that the new Wolfenstein game is going to do very well because it does right. have that similar purchasing scheme. It does undercut the competition and it is co op. It's a new way to really succeed.
0: Yep. Yep. So, it's, dude. And I, I got to talk to somebody who was um, like, had worked on it and they were like, you just don't understand how happy we are. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a small company. Saber is not huge. They've done a couple things. They were behind the the uh, technology of the Xbox uh, 360 Halo. Um, pr- the, the what do you call it? The um, the technology of switching between the old version and the new version. And oh, they wow. did the engine. Okay. Cool. Um, and they've done some small stuff. They've done some somewhat big stuff. But this was like they they believed in it. They were all you know what. This is a big deal, and uh, we actually think we can hit a, a certain price point and actually cause people to want to come back. Also, free DLC, Tokyo, two new or two, two or four new missions, mm-hmm. the new road map um, that
1: came out. That's all free. The new
0: road, yeah. And I mean, it's fun, Maddie. Like, it's every time I talk to somebody about playing a game, most of them are like, "Hey, you know what? Let's play, let's play World War Z." Which I'm going to be honest, after a week, usually that doesn't happen. People have moved on, and instead, I still have people saying, "Hey, man, I, I, I want to." You know, try to make it through this level and do this or do that. And fun matters. People want to pretend it doesn't, but fun factor is such a fucking huge deal. Mm-hmm. And ignoring that, it's that's what I do in a review. I'm saying you do it too. But if you, I don't do like a focus, fun factor,
1: but like yeah, I'll, no, I'll, but you
0: talk about it. Yeah, cover it, what's for sure. fun to you? And people, especially in reviews, have got away from it. And so on a game like this that speaks to people, you see people talking about it. Mm-hmm. Even my tweets, I'll tweet about it. People are like, holy shit, this game is actually. Fun. And then once somebody sees that, they're like, well, okay, I'll check into it. And then they see $40 or $20 and they're like, shit, I'll get it. And... Well, that's the
1: thing is that we, we lose sometimes in the conversation of stories, representation, and all that stuff in oh, games. yeah. That yeah. number one reason it's played from day one with Pong and shit, Pac-Man. It's fun. It's fun. It's, yeah. It's fun. It's It's stress relieving. It takes you to a new world. It is fun. And I think World War Z is fun. And I'm glad that they're doing a free DLC content roadmap. Shows yep. just how much that uh, Epic Money helps. with you, When you, I mean, dude, think about this. This game sells beyond their wildest dreams. They're not getting the Epic Backlash that everyone else is getting and they have the Epic Money deal. Like, oh man, they must be just fucking laughing it up there. <laughs> not like the rumor, but... Uh,
0: no, but the rumor I heard too was that, and this is a rumor, was that they were actually going to be happy in the Two point five to five hundred. Oh, a little bit like Vampire, Vampire.
1: Oh, where remember Vampire said, yeah. "Hey,
0: we'll be happy at five. You know, at five uh, five hundred thousand, we'll probably yeah. make our money back." And I would assume this cost even less than Vampire. Vampire had all the voice acting. This one's got some, but not to that level. Mm-hmm. So, dude, yeah, I bet you. I bet you they. I mean, the yeah. The rumor I heard was that they over they oversold by a good amount, and that not only that, but the feedback, even with the bugs on the PS4 version. The feedback has All been right. um, has been really positive.
1: Yeah, uh, the the chat was sounding off with some options uh, for like thirty dollar games, and it kind of brought up another topic in mind. They're talking about Mordhau, which is a thirty dollar game. Uh, according to B. Davis, the most fun he's had with multiplayer this year. And Armored Muffin agreed that it was so good. I actually watched uh, Robbie of Open World Games. I was I was sitting next to him at the bar, and he was looking at gameplay for it. And it, it kind of reminded me of a medieval chivalry warfare it is yeah very much so and yeah. um yeah but what i i thought of when looking at that price tag for that type of game is is instead of for example a group of gamers who play together getting one game like division two for sixty dollars which is going to sell well exactly. on its own you can now get world war z and Mord how will say for example for the same price for the same price exactly yep. risk of rain as well that's a great example uh shadow calig Jeez, some of your gamer tags. You guys got to capitalize the beginning of each new word. Like, armored muffin. Sometimes it's like like,
0: like, all just one word. I just, uh, dude, I don't even try. I'll read, and I'll be like, I'm sure I mispronounced that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think the, uh, the 30, uh, well, anywhere from 20 to 50, there's mm-hmm. a different thought process that goes into some gamers' minds. That's why I like to do the buy, wait, for sale, because I can go like, hey, at this cost. Or, State of Decay, Game Pass, $1. Yeah. Like, yeah should yeah. you you know like should you just because it's there you know possibly download it because that's pretty much all it's costing you is electricity mm-hmm. for downloading the fucking thing and with this one i think uh same thing with mordow they both have uh technical issues mordow's had a ton of shit with its servers ps4 version of world war z had a ton of shit but people look over it for the price and mm-hmm. they or will look beyond that For the price and go. What am I getting out of it versus sixty? Where there's an expectation of perfection. Right. There really is, dude. At fifty nine ninety nine, people are like, "Listen, this fucker better work out of the gate." When it's nineteen,
1: there's, there's, there's,
0: (laughs) yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot more that you can, like, you can. There's just more. Just accept.
1: Armor Muffin said, "He said if it's thirty dollars in fun, you get a lot more slack from me." Like I think that the the, the leash isn't as tight around your neck at that point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What, and, what I mean, made me it's a big deal. Uh,
1: most happy about this, though, was the publisher tied to this who benefits from it all, Focus Home, who you, know, you and I have talked probably yeah. three weeks in a row on how they're always doing something that we're just jazzed about. And uh, this yep. month, they're releasing a title they're publishing called uh, A Plague Tale Innocence, I believe.
0: Dude. And it, Ooh, it,
1: looks, it looks pretty cool. Like Once again, another really <laughs> yeah. fucking cool-ass concept that they're publishing. Uh, it, it, for those who are wondering... Uh, they just did, like, a gameplay overview trailer, but it, it's kind of... And, and Carrick, you're going to hate this comparison, but I got a little bit of Brothers A Tale of Two Sons vibes. Ah! So, yeah. A, a ah! Little, a little bit, but it seemed more gameplay-driven because you're using that ball and chain or whatever to knock out guards. It's it's about uh, shifting light around levels to keep rats off of you, and you're protecting your younger brother who's now been afflicted. And uh, it seems like more of an emotionally-driven adventure, not this rapid, super-fast gameplay... Um, but yeah, that's another published title coming from this studio. And I, I mean, every time they have, it's like the, uh, how Bethesda was to me, uh, and they still kind of are with their published titles, but you know, they, the way that I see uh, a focus home on a game, I'm like, yes, it's my dog's turn now, by the way, if anyone couldn't tell, but um, uh, it, they, I just love seeing their name on a game. Cause it, it, it piques my curiosity instantly.
0: Yeah. Well, honestly, focus home is like deep silver without the bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Deep yeah. Silver, like Deep Silver used to be like this. And I'm not saying that they don't release good games, but Focus Home, it's back like they the constantly. S- dead
1: Island. Back in the
0: day. Yeah, back in the day when it wasn't all a PR scam. Uh, sorry, mm. I have some hatred for some things going on there. But mm-hmm. like when you look at Focus Home, you just like. And some of the shit's not great. Right. Don't get me wrong. Um, no one's going to hit everything. But what they're doing is they're offering games that just would not have a place. They would Mm -hmm. not have a place. And instead, they're getting these spots to go like Plague Tale, for instance. Mm -hmm. I think that game would probably do well anywhere, but Focus Home has the chops to say, we're going to put a bunch of advertising behind this and get it in everybody's hands and get people talking Mm -hmm. about it. Where maybe if it was a bigger company, they may not. If it was a bigger company,
1: they might be like, okay, that's a B tier. And it's $50 on the PS4. Gotcha. Undercutting a little bit. And for those who shop still at GameStop use, that means a couple of days, you wait a week, you're getting that game at 45 19. bucks. Oh, I don't know anything about price. Nah, it's yeah, It's I've usually like that first week, they'll undercut it by five bucks for those who shop. But uh, Plague And this tale- is for Plague Tale? Or what game is that Plague for? Plague Tale. Yeah, that's $50 for PS4. Okay,
0: so I'm a little confused. Plague Tale's more than
1: I thought it was going to be.
0: I thought Plague Tale was 29
1: Uh, Maybe on PC, it might be like $40. let us see, Plague Tale... <laughs> steam uh 45 on steam for a pre-purchase okay. so okay that's what i figured Thirty-nine forty. yeah all right all right um looks like a solid game though uh if bethesda keeps not answering my my emails i might be reviewing that first instead of uh rage 2 we'll see but uh anyway focus home killing it so is world war z well deserved because that's a, a really fun game do still recommend it carrick and i both have reviews on it uh now we move on to our final segment Patreon questions so oh, gonna... i should add one thing oh go for it can i add one thing yeah go for it um i
0: so you were congratulate i want to say thanks for the congratulations on the views on the videos but i firmly oh. believe that especially in world war z's case that goes to show that people are chomping at the bit for fun yeah so like days gone that's a typical exclusive for sony that's gonna mm-hmm. do a certain number but no, i believe that well. <laughs> yeah and it'll view well because people want to see it but mm-hmm. i think with war war z that uh, i was watching how views went and that really does feel like there is a undercurrent of people who are like yeah i get all this other shit but is that thing fun mm-hmm. and they were looking for videos about is that fun uh and and that's why like a video like that does well where you know some others don't because dude there's a contingent out there like we bump into them all the time. They're like, yeah, yeah, I get all the other shit, but is it is it enjoyable? And mm-hmm. we, free- you don't even hear that in reviews anymore. Like, half the time I look at a review, it's just like a number. There's no context for enjoyable. Yeah. There's no context for like, dude, this grabbed me, or this didn't. It's just like, it's got
1: this character in it who does this thing, the shooting's good. And
0: you're like, seriously?
1: That's I, not... I will say, I did see, I didn't watch it, I did see GameSpot put out a 90-minute review of Days Gone
0: good for them yeah 19 minutes for days gone hey jeez that's long i I
1: saw that i my eyebrow raised i was like okay i like where we're going here uh okay now we do actually move on to unless is there anything else is patron questions the last thing yes i just want to say
0: don't buy the vr index from valve it's a complete rip off at a thousand dollars continue
1: okay yeah agreed (laughs) completely agreed uh that was actually one of our that, that was actually one of our questions but uh I digress that's totally fine because I didn't really care I can about explain it, anyway. it more detail yeah, but it, it, yeah. it was more so it was Graham asking us like if you know are are we interested at all uh but anyway we got a lot of Patreon questions this time because now people are more familiar with it and uh, for those who want to know how it works you sign up for the Discord, which is part of when you sign up for the Patreon, you are in the Discord, and then you can submit questions in the podcast questions segment. If you don't want to go to that route, Discord's not your thing, it's not app on your phone, it's another app on your computer, you can just message me on Patreon. I don't get a ton of messages, so I will see it, and if it is a question I feel would fit into our, our podcast, or it's, it's interesting enough, it will be a part of the show, like, uh, starting off with Big Boss, who says, what's the most amount of times you have rebought a game? That's an awesome question. The most amount of times you've rebought a game.
0: On purpose or on accident? It doesn't say.
1: It does not specify, so let's go with either.
0: Sims 4 on accident.
1: Oh, yeah. Or you said- yeah, I
0: fucked up on Sims 4 multiple times on EA because their store isn't the greatest at mm-hmm. telling you you have a game or you have this thing. And I bought. I, I think I own, like, honestly, four copies of Sims 4 and all the DLC multiple times like that completely on accident but i'm sure i've spent way more than what it would cost if you just bought the game once with all the dlc i've I've definitely fucked that up the other would be skyrim probably
1: yeah i was gonna say the chat just went all skyrim skyrim and and, and gta was another one but for me skyrim Mm, hands fucking down skyrim i have bought one the version on xbox the version on ps3 when i got my new pc i got it I bought the Special Edition on my Switch. Yeah, that's what I'm talking I had to buy to. the Legendary Edition separately on my PC one time, f- I, five times. I've bought five Skyrim times. five times. I, and actually, I got a PS4 fucking copy. I bought Skyrim six times. I I, I don't know. Skyrim's just magical to me. <laughs> I really like that game, man. That's It's so fucking good. I've definitely bought that game more than anything else. I, I can't even say... I, I have like, How many times have I bought KOTOR? I bought it in Circuit City. I bought it on my PC. I bought a physical copy once. I bought another one that I have sitting there. So I bought Kotor four times to- digitally on Xbox Five,
0: and I bought yeah. It's people are saying Sky, Skyrim six. VR. If if we add Skyrim VR to it, then I have got it six times as well.
1: Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> Six uh, times. for me though i
0: will say i wouldn't have bought skyrim six times um there were various reasons why mm-hmm. you know like whether it be a video or whatever um i probably wouldn't have got the ps4 version and the xbox you know like or ps3 and the x you know there's various different reasons why i did it mm-hmm. but and the special edition i would have never got had i known there were all these issues with like co- capa- uh, compatibility and mods mm-hmm. and shit like that i probably would have just stuck with the original
1: yeah. i know i bought new vegas three times That's one I I bought the PS3 360 and PC version. PC version I got for two bucks when I first got my PC. Really good deal. Uh, I'm trying to think. What else have I bought a fuck ton of? Uh, Nier Automata I bought twice. I really like that game. Bioshock PC Bioshock the Collection original three times. I have three Um, versions of Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. So, So. A lot of games that I really like, I've bought at least three times. Now that I think about it, I'm awful with managing my money. Clearly, <laughs> Dragon Age Origins—that's a good one. Yeah, I think I've bought that. I've bought that three times too. No, no, I, I got I got it on my PS3 for Christmas, so I didn't technically buy that, but I owned a copy of it. I bought it on 360 for the achievements. I got it on Origin Access, so three times for that. Every Final Fantasy port I ever, Shadow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are in the same boat. With that and Resident Evil. I'm sure someone's gonna say like Resident Evil, they'll be buying it for the eighth time when, when they release on the Switch. Um next question we've got is Bearded Panda. Recently we were discussing longest playtime logged into a single game. Someone posted ten thousand ninety-three hours and giving a review of it's okay, I guess. What is your longest played game and how many hours does it say you have in it? Anyway, uh, did I specify that was from Bearded Panda? Sorry. I got. Yeah, you did. Okay, I just want to make sure that I give credit to the patrons. Um... <sighs> See, cumulatively, I'm sure I could easily pick the game I've had the most playtime in. Um, but I can't have like an actual number attached to it. My, I know I have 400 hours in Fallout 4 VR. Hmm.
0: Um, but I would say for me, yeah, I'm sure it's one of the. Uh, it's probably Star Trek Online.
1: Yeah, because I'm I a huge.
0: Mean, I, I, I love that game, but um, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know how many. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's more than 400.
1: I'm seeing uh, some crazy. numbers The problem in the chat. is, Holy is shit.
0: that um, I don't usually believe Steam's numbers ever because you idle, um, you know, in Steam. Like, if you're trying to get a mod to run, mm-hmm. is that actually playing the game? No. So I have to, and and I used to install. I mean, shit, the last Skyrim game had 318 mods so it's like obviously to get all those run and reboot it you know restart it and all that kind of stuff but right yeah fallout vr was probably the longest of true playtime uh other than the the mmo
1: yeah i'm trying to think true playtime persona 4 is up there i've got probably a good 400 hours from the amount of times i've replayed that Fallout 4 is up there. That's probably, I mean, if I included working on Fallout 4, I'm talking like videos on top of playing, on top of streaming, on top of all the scattered save files, I probably well have worked with that game and played it for thousands of hours.
0: Yeah, that's the problem, too, is like that creation. Right. Like how many hours. It's it's impossible to separate them at some point. Yeah, because
1: I play for the video, but working with it is almost a form of playing with it. You're kind of toying with the content. I've gone into the creation kit for videos. And so for Sorry. me, yeah. No, you're good. So I'd say Fallout 4 is probably up there. That was one of the biggest games on my channel. Uh Fallout 3 for sure, hundreds of hours in that. I've I've replayed that game so many times. Two hundred hours plus the DLC. That that's probably one of the most. Uh Kotor one. Yeah, I've i if you if you combine if I could have an actual piece of data showing me every playthrough i've done since i got that game when i was 10 and and like annually i played this game ladies and gentlemen yeah. annually yeah. sometimes twice a year and especially when i was a kid i replayed it like 80 fucking times up until this date i still replay it. i i will have over a thousand on that game
0: yeah i've over a thousand in that and mass effect one Mm-hmm. mass effect one was my jam for a long time, re- where I would play it and then it would end, and I would quite literally start it again. I did that with Kotor wow. many times. Yeah. Kotor one, I played so many times that like I don't even really count it because it <laughs> was like be- it was where
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, and where like I'd just be like fuck it, I'm turn it back on, and where I'd play it over a weekend and beat it, and then turn right back around and start mm-hmm. it. But yeah, I would I would say it it is funny. There's Bioware games a lot of times for me, or it used to be, not anymore, but it used yeah. to. Yeah,
1: I mean the other thing is is games you can't track timers on. Like I play dragon ball the card game a lot i'd say last year you know it's a card game but it's a game right this is probably my most played game last year i've I've well so is my
0: yeah hero clicks for me for sure yeah if we're talking
1: stupid amount of times
0: with that yeah if we're talking analog as well
1: yeah because like building decks testing them playing online in the untap using going to tournaments in real life uh just researching decks like i've spent absurd amount of time with that game probably probably nearing a thousand like I've spent a lot of time with Dragon Ball the card games. I I love it to death so that's a really good question too thank you bearded panda uh Mike Fury asks what do you expect from Rage 2 even though I think y'all talk about it so I'm expecting crazy fun off the wall shit uh and a story that surprises people I think that'll be uh I think that'll be kind of the, the base package there I don't know and like really that's my honest. Gunplay. That's
0: my honest answer. I have no clue. Sure. I have no clue. Uh, I in a good way or a bad way. Like you just uh, in I don't know in uh like. in not a bad. I ju- I really don't know because what they've shown they all looks solid. But you know it's like I want to jump in and drive the cars around, verify mm-hmm. how uh, it, like I just have absolutely no clue how they're split. Are you driving the car as much as you think? Are you on your feet as much as you think? So um, can you explore on the vehicles? Can you explore on foot? Mm-hmm. Uh, all that kind of stuff. So I don't... I really don't know what to expect other than an open-world game. Post-apocalyptic open-world games, which I happen to like. Right. So um, my hope is we get something awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, sizable Mattress said, my only concern for Rage 2 is that it looks really easy. Now... But granted you have to learn the controls and the powers and everything i had to do that in a short period of time twice or it scattered across three months when i played it at e3 and QuakeCon. but i didn't think it was super easy in fact i thought that certain shooting arenas were quite challenging like when part of me it got really closed in you had to balance when you wanted to use your abilities so if that gives you any peace of mind i thought it was somewhat challenging uh more so than borderlands 3 for reference um but yeah just just know it's, it's not stupidly easy so um i hope that helps uh, kopi asks, as of now, what titles do you think contend for Game of the Year, and what upcoming releases do you think will change that? Hmm. 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 I can talk about what I think will contend because right now I really haven't had a game that's. well, that's my Game of the Year, which is kind of strange. The last two years I've had clear In Game February? of the Year contenders by yeah. by April. Like last year was God of War. The year before that was Nier Automata and, and Persona 4. Like, you knew those would be there. Um, so, it's kind of different this year. I really have it Like, I enjoyed Kingdom Hearts 3 a lot, despite its flaws. And I'm sure that'll make its way in a top 10. Uh, just because I, I really had fun with it. It was fun. It was stupidly easy. I had issues with its story. But it was, it was still a really fun game. And I liked how true to itself it was and how much it didn't waver from how it built itself. But anyway... Um, Yeah, man, it's, it's, I I really enjoy Super Dragon Ball Heroes, but I don't view that as a game of the year title at all. It's just, like, good fan service. Resident Evil 2 was, was a strong game. Um, I wasn't as in love with Sekiro as everyone else, so that was instantly off my list. Um, Yeah, it's been a slow year for me. I've enjoyed playing games a lot. I'm just not nothing's hit screaming game of the year, but I'm having fun with games. That's the cool part. So that's why I think I'm, I usually don't get, cause we, we you know, games are our, are our lives, you know, it's our livelihood, but it's also an enjoyable thing for you and I. And so I don't sometimes get that like childhood, like, Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Like here it comes. Like I'm getting for rage Two, which is something cause I think I see that as a potential. Oh, this could be a, a game of the year thing for me. It's right up my alley. I love post-apocalyptic. I enjoyed the first rage one a lot, despite its ending, I love what they're doing with the game right now. Cheat codes, vehicles, how it's just true to its own identity it's being, which is off-the-wall stupid. I'm usually not about that stupidity in games, but I, I really like it in this one. Uh, so I think that's why I'm I'm really head over heels for it and can't wait to get my hands on it. But right now, I don't really have a game of the year, do you?
0: Resident Evil was probably one of the better games I've played this year. Yeah, but it's not um, like uh Yeah, I I, I usually by February have one, which in the last two years that's happened. Prior to that, that would Mm -hmm. never happen. I think we've had two really good startings of years in 2018 2017. But We the Revolution, Mike says, I mean, that's the thing. Game of the Year, I don't know. I did enjoy cutting everyone's fucking head off. Like, that was a blast. But I don't know if that was really Game of the Year versus me just living vicariously Mm -hmm. through killing everyone. So, yeah, I don't really know. There hasn't really been anything that's made me go, damn like yeah, World War Z is a blast it but it's got its own issues you know they've yeah. all they've all had there hasn't been that I would say Resident Evil is pretty high for sure like it had almost everything i wanted um so it would be one of the high ones but man game of the year right now would be more like it, it would be more like picking through good games and, and saying which one was the best of the good games versus which is Game of the Year exactly. right now.
1: Like, nothing really is... Like, I put it this way, anything that's on my Game of the Year list right now, except for Baby Kingdom Hearts 3, and even that, objectively speaking, could easily get pushed off. Like yeah. Resident Evil 2, I really enjoyed, but I was not so in love with it. I'm like, that's that's a lock, you know. what I'm saying like we've had that these last couple of years. By this point, where God of War, I was like, I thoroughly enjoyed that. It had its issues with like I said, like the combat scaling and difficulty. I thought was flawed, and not a lot of people talked about it. But I knew that was a lock. The way they told the story, the world, there was a lot with that game. I loved enough to know, yeah. By the end of this year, I know I'm gonna put this in my list. Mm-hmm. Um, where this time I'm not. As for games though that are coming up that I could see you know contending for that list part of me likes not knowing uh because the games will surprise you right especially nowadays where we're seeing world war z come out of nowhere and really steal a lot of titles thundered um it's it's awesome to see that because that's like an underrated title that probably is someone's game of the year right now because it's just wow this is fun i didn't see it coming it's like a combination of surprise but wow this is a really well-made game uh, for me, I, I always look at the Outer Worlds. I, I, obviously, Cyberpunk 2077 is one that, if that comes out this year, that's probably one that could easily crack the list, uh, just given CD Projekt Red's reputation. Same thing goes for Obsidian. Uh, Borderlands 3, based off what I played, that's one that, once I got my hands on, it felt good, it played good, it had its own identity. It, it was a fantastic game once more. And So those are three that I can list off that I feel have a chance to contend for the list, but I usually don't like the... To build expectations on when a game could be a game of the year. I try to wipe the slate clean before it comes out. And just go, okay, this is, this is just a game. And let's see what wows me and what doesn't. And that's how I take a critical approach to it. Because then it makes gaming more exciting. Because when I get really wowed, even from that clean slate, despite all my excitement and love for Borderlands, it's like, oh shit, like it, it really blew me away. Oh, Devil May Cry 5, that's a good one. I have not played that yet. And based off what I've heard musically and what I've seen... That yeah is, musically that, that game is fucking yeah, awesome yeah that's one that i fucking i i feel once i play it for my birthday because I'm, I'm waiting till then i was like all right i'll have time then that oh god yeah that's gonna be one that i think i'm gonna really fucking like i'm gonna be that honest. game <laughs> when you're
0: like danzig's little brother that game especially when you start getting the other characters um mm-hmm. it is very cool but it's got it's definitely got an issue with monster arenas Okay. Uh, which, uh, which I can certainly I see ex- bothering people.
1: I kind of expected uh, that just from DMC Devil May Cry, which I...
0: I agree, liked. but I think Sorry. that expectations at some point we want to move on from, right? Right, right. So right, I right. think you will be one of those people. I completely see you saying, I expected this, but I also see you saying, I expected this. Mm-hmm. In both good and bad. You know what I mean? And I expected it, but I was also like, mm... I, it would be really nice to not see the blood fucking membrane go down and know that bad guys... I mean, you could literally, in that game, come to an area and go, bad guys. Yeah. Like, you, you there was no question. Yeah. You were like, bad guys for sure. Bad guys. Bad guys. There's bad guys there. And it still... I guess you could say it's excellent because it, overall, that, it still was good. Right. But, game of the year, maybe not so much. And for okay. me, it's almost always indies. It almost always turns out to be an indie game. Uh, last year was the Kingsbird, which was just like a fucking game I had no clue. Like, I saw, I think I think they randomly emailed me and were like, do you want to check it out? And I played it, and I was like, are you fucking shitting me? Like, that yeah. game stuck with me enough that if it was this year, I'd still
1: rate that game the game of the year for this year. Like, that's how good it was, so... And how unique it was. Sizable Mattress mentioned Smash, and that's one that I think I'm going to put on my list just because I didn't play it much last year when it came out so late, and I'm going to be a piece of shit and just be like, you know what? This game's fucking amazing. It's one of the best fighters ever made. <laughs> so... Here it is on my game of the year list. I, I'm really considering it because it, it, I still play it to this day. When was it we, released? Uh, December 6th. Oh, so
0: technically because of the way game of the year, some people are I had December. I already have my list
1: on too. So by that point. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. And Nintendo's policy wasn't good. So that just makes you not want to put it on your list anyway because you're just like, I can't use gameplay footage for it. What's oh a, true oh Mortal Kombat 11 that's one that yeah once I put more time into it I have about like 20 hours in it you know and that's the thing with Smash like even at hour 20 I wasn't like oh this is a game of the year I was still really dabbling with the roster and learning the depth of the game I feel like Mortal Kombat 11 could crack that list but uh we'll, we'll see on that not For me uh i get it i get it i just really even after now after the stimulus package too i'm like yes like everything's great everything is awesome like it's uh... Mm, everything is awesome (laughs) uh johnny ec asks our final question how do you feel about publishers not implementing all of their online components at the time reviewers are reviewing their game only to activate it months after examples red dead redemption 2 black ops 4 and what do you guys think would be a good counter to this practice publishers seem to be following? Uh, we, we did see Ubisoft do this too, I believe, with, was it Far Cry New Dawn? And Mortal Kombat did it as well, where you could not access the store and see what the game <laughs> yeah. was going to be selling you prior to its launch, and right when it did launch, it was, it was available for you to, to dive into. Um, I think, well, the answer's simple then let's say it is a microtransaction issue uh, that they do have disabled. I think they should have their stores online. I think they should activate servers early for reviewers. Um, you know, maybe in the, the scheme of like uh a division one, I, I would say less so too. I thought two felt it felt like it, the only time you you had shared world stuff was when you went in those little hideouts, but division one. I get why they wouldn't activate the servers early because that, that whole game was a shared world, and the, and the, the Dark Zone wouldn't... Also in Division 2, this applies, but like the Dark Zone wouldn't function as well, so I get why for reviewers that's not active. But in the case of like a Mortal Kombat 11, the online servers were on, so you could play online, you could test that, but you couldn't test the, the store, which to me signifies always oh, choice. So I'd say choose to start activating your stores, be transparent, let consumers know what they're buying into... I think companies approach this type of stuff with too much fear because they don't realize that um, maybe they'll get a little more slack from consumers if, if they're just open. Not right. that it's going to be forgivable, but more people will be like, at least I know now. At least I know what I'm buying into. And does everything that's there, like we were talking about earlier, over overshadow that thing I, I tend to have an issue with? I think that's why the transparency is important. They don't trust the consumers enough assassin's creed odyssey did do that too yes thank you chat so this is why we have you guys here works out i so just well.
0: i just email them and ask really? i think the only yeah i always do i think the only one that didn't answer was uh mortal kombat mm, which so like the ubisoft i mean you and i both probably deal with i would say 80 percent of the same people mm-hmm. ubisoft has never been that excellent team it never been that like i don't know what the term would be secretive uh, it, they may not put it up there for whatever reason, but I have I've I just email and I'll be all I email the contact at the creator group and I'll just be like, okay, there's a store here. What the fuck's going to be in it? What are the prices? And a lot of times they'll be like prices can be from here to here and it'll be this. And I'll be like, okay. And then mm-hmm. um, sometimes they'll be like, this is exactly it. Other times they've sent pictures. Uh, it just all depends. I, I would say overall, I don't know how much of it's on purpose with the day and date ones. It, it right. seems like it's on purpose, which I hate. Um, the later ones, because he said something about like a month later or whatever. Like that's, not a, yeah. that's not a reviewer thing. That's an update to the game. And that... So that's like... At the mm-hmm. point... So here's the thing. They're asking for 60 bucks Day and date. You can choose one or two routes to go. Give them a fucking interest-free loan by buying it early with no reviews, what have you. I find that a dumbass fucking thing to do. Or... You can check into who's reviewing it day and date for what they see on that day. Mm-hmm. And then each day after that, that's going to be an adjustment that you, as a consumer, are going to have to go, okay, this is a month later, what's changed? I am I mean, and then different people cover, there's not a fucking game out there, Maddie, where somebody isn't doing a video on this. Yeah. So, it, will it be the reviewer? I don't know. But... Also, has a has a game ever fundamentally changed after release for me? No, other than Rainbow Six, or gotten better. They've gotten better. Mm-hmm. Mechanics have gotten better, but have they magically gotten worse? The only game I can say looks odd to me, and I'm investigating it right now for a video, is, uh, is Red Dead 2. Because Red Dead 2's single player, it looks like they've turned the ambient occlusion off, which is one of the better parts of graphics, and it's how 3D elements are broken up in a graphics plane. Right. That looks to have been reduced or removed. Yeah, it looks to have been reduced or removed in the single player. Probably to improve frame rate. And if that's true, and I think it is, I'll just say it is. I just haven't gone back and looked. Then, that's a big deal, but it's only one game out of thousands released. And I say if it's a month later, you got to look at a review that's done that day. And we do have that. And that's a place where a new YouTuber, this is why I always tell people, don't fucking get caught up in the day one shit. I Mm -hmm. didn't. You didn't. I still buy my games. I still buy a lot of games and review them that I still don't get codes for. You're going to do it for Rage, let's say. If you don't get a code from them at some point, you'll you'll cover it in some way. There's there's a place for somebody who's let's say a new YouTuber to look and go. You know what? I'm not going to get in this race with everybody. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hit these six or seven games that are a month later. Where are they now? That's what you need to call your video. Where are they now? Rage Two. Where and are they Jusen now? Division that. Two. He, he does Ra- that with Fallout seventy
1: six. He's like X amount of months later and just breaks it all down. And I, I I've yeah. done that stuff too. And it's just it's fun to make. Like just especially like for example, I think a great great example would be Assassin's Creed Odyssey, because that game is I mean in a positive way like the free content they've added like New Game Plus. Oh yeah, there's you have a the new DLC coming game. out. Yeah, you you get a really good look at the game a couple months after the fact and and. I think that's a video project that we're nearing on half a year later. We're actually no, that game came out in if that game came out in November. Has it already been y- half a year? Yeah, it's,
0: yeah, it's been close and to half so a year. And so
1: that there you go. I think that's a good video topic I might look into cuz I'd love to just yep. go back and 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 see what that game's like now cuz it was fantastic when I played it and then see like with all the new content added Spider-Man
0: in. 3 DLCs. Yeah. Right? Go yeah. back and go back and say now that yeah, but Jor Raptor, he does cover these, but he has a tendency to just blather all the data versus say if the game I'm talking about not just mm-hmm. data. I'm talking about there are there is a place for a reviewer or a game YouTuber to look at those and go, This'll be my spot. And there are other people that do it, but I still think there's nowhere near as many as there are available views mm-hmm. in that spot. And people don't want to do it. They want to talk about the new shit, and I'm going to tell you right now, that is so saturated that right. it is, unless you're contentious on purpose, if you want to be a jackass on purpose, you can probably do okay. But at some point, you're going to pay the price for that. So I, I think it would be, I, I would love, I would watch videos. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd look at videos for Division 1 I, I did, where I was like six months later going, you know, where, yeah. you know, that's Division 1, one. A... what are the updates? And you look at it, right? Rainbow Six Siege, continual updates, For Honor. God damn! You could do a Ubisoft only video or a Ubisoft only channel. Sorry, and you really just cover could. The and Ubisoft and games. I
1: think Ubisoft makes good enough games to justify that for some creators. At least yeah. now they do. Like between, I'd say, Watch Dogs is solid enough, and Assassin's Creed is really on. Origins,
0: track. the Assassin's Creed yeah. ones, Rainbow Six, For Honor, all those.
1: Yeah, it's it's good stuff. I, I I like what they do nowadays, and I hope they stay on that track because I I like liking Ubisoft. You know, they're the company that we were always buying for. They're the ones who also made. Uh, What's it called? Mario Where are Rabbids. they now?
0: Mick Fury is what I was calling it. Sorry, I was answering
1: his question. No, you're good. Raven,
0: Ra- Raven Rabbids.
1: The, uh, the, the Mario and Rabbids one. Mm-hmm. The the the, yeah. mixed, the the crossover. Like, yeah, they, they make good stuff like that. AC Unity would be a great re-review for a new YouTuber, in my opinion. I only remember the launch being as. And I think a lot of people went back and, and experienced how I, I liked the game. I didn't have any of the bugs that any, everyone else had. I got, On which game? I got lucky. AC Unity. I, I did not wow. have this torrential, awful experience with it, which you can go watch my review. I was positive about it. I enjoyed it. No one flamed me for it because I, I genuinely, you could see even in my gameplay, shit was not breaking around me. I got a, I got a good copy. I don't know what Bro, happened. Bro, you got a magic fucking whatever console, I don't know man. what happened, but I... It I'm, happens
0: though, right? It does happen. It does. Have. Days I, Gone, Yeah, I'm you sure. and I probably had different bugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does happen.
1: Yeah. But it's strange because Days Gone, you and I can agree, this game wasn't ready, right? Where with me, with Unity, I remember reviewing it and being like, this is fucking awesome, and plus multiplayer, and I played co-op with my friend, like it was a fucking good-ass game for me, but I remember like looking at the reviews afterwards I was like, oh shit, this is not as good as people think, but I just got a good copy.
0: You, I mean, and dude, it, it, it depends on how you play too, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, I don't know if you know this, but Days Gone, there's now a, a pretty good substantial grouping of evidence that with Days Gone, if you go into hibernation mode on the PS4, it gets worse and worse performance-wise. Um, Blood- Bloodborne, performance wise. Bloodborne, Bloodborne. dude, Bloodborne turned off the fucking attacks of the bosses. I don't know if you know that, but if you pre-patched, you could fucking go into standby mode, come back six hours later and the boss would do one attack forever. That was it. And you could just destroy him. Um, Yeah. I think that, uh, I I think overall, Mm -hmm. you just got lucky and unity (laughs) graphically looks amazing. I'll, I'll certainly at times light their lighting engine cause pre-baked, uh, Mm -hmm. there's some great stuff in their co-op. Like you said, I had nothing, nothing, but fuck nothing problems with that guy i'm getting mad talking about it that know, that's thing. Like, i'd be fucking... right there with
1: you but like i had just a solid experience uh, i i i almost wish i had the bad experience uh, no, had, no 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 uh,
0: don't i wish i had yours don't yeah don't wish not you had because i don't i want to
1: i want to not like it but more so i want to understand because i experienced something that you know the story wasn't that great it was very much like an Ezio copycat guy once again right but, like the level design the mission design was much more open the parkour was good in the game i like the world music. I like the co-op stuff yeah the music was good i thought it added a lot of fun stuff to the series that i thought you know this is this is what i thought that when the pivot for assassin's creed would be turns out it wasn't until like origins but i thought this is when the pivot would happen and it oh, ended up being I a see. big flop
0: dude yeah oh man i I did two reviews on that, the review and then a patch review, which is rare for me cuz I had time to go back. Mm-hmm. And it's just me in front of the camera, just full speed. And I know a lot of people think they're like, "Oh, he must record his stuff." And I'm like, "Go watch my Unity re-review and you'll know I don't re- I, I don't pre-record anything or I don't like I, I don't need to take cuts. Like this is me when I'm talking about a game and like almost none of it's positive. I try, mm-hmm. man. Because, I mean, I don't want to smash on a game, but that game, the experience you had and I had is so diametrically opposed. I would never think you were lying about it either. That's another thing. People would, you know, like you said, you were lucky enough to not get sellout or whatever might come up.
1: I'm, like, really lucky. You... Like, the, the ratio was really good. People were like, all right, nice review. Mad on my hope Thanks. Man. Yeah,
0: so so to me, you probably hit a group of people that also didn't get it, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. we're in a day and age now where bug, uh, where consoles with different SKUs were starting to get more and more and more of these, mm-hmm. um, which then augments your chances. I think with Unity, it just wasn't ready. Yeah, um, clearly. Unfortunately. And Master Chief Collection. a Fuckaroo man no game was yeah man that game that's one that i
1: played for like two hours and put down completely just
0: man that game is depressing imagine mario (laughs) getting released and them just not giving a shit well fallout 76 i would say master chief collection and fallout 76 are both uh, major ips where the companies i don't know what they did
1: yeah it it, 76 is a great example is one that just that guts you as a fan you're like Man, what did yeah. they do? <laughs> Why? They oh, no Mass one...
0: Effect Andromeda. That's, somebody's mentioning that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mass Effect Andromeda had a lot of bugs for me.
1: Oh, I, didn't, I didn't have a good time with Andromeda. That was one that I, that I was reviewing, and I could not wait for it to be over.
0: You like the multiplayer, or was that three?
1: I love Mass Effect's multiplayer. I love it. Even Andromeda.
0: I love, I love it I did you do in uh inquisitions multiplayer the D multiplayer the... No,
1: i could not stand oh. the single player of inquisition i was wise enough to know that i would not like the multiplayer of inquisition if that was the case i fucking wow. i fucking do not like inquisition at all like it, it certainly, certainly is that, like that man spree that you're like man man like you just couldn't find the words like that's how i feel about inquisition i i Dude, am a big it... hater of inquisition
0: Inquisition, I and no one believed me when I was like, they hired MMO writer. Like, look, they hired yeah. MMO Quest, and it was like one of the first times I've been vindicated. I'm all, watch out, because that means something. And mm-hmm. it's like microtransactions. When you get the company that hires microtransaction experts, you're all, they didn't hire them for no fucking reason. Yeah. They're not writing PR documents. Like, they're, that's their expertise that they're bringing like
1: when a monetization expert before 76, oh. I was like, uh, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, shit happens, man. All right. It's a two-hour show and our last segment complete. Thank you all so much for your questions. As always, keep submitting them in the Discord or send me a message over on Patreon. Uh, we love including you guys in the show. We do hope you enjoy. Thank you for tuning in to episode 201 of the Hammer Radio Podcast. and We'll see you live on Twitch along with all podcasting services like what iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Spotify. We are on Spotify, so you can listen to us there on top of the early access for soundcloud
0: and leave a review please if if any of those allow for review uh i i just found out how they're vital so if you Mm. go even if you're like i hate these guys Carrick's stupid feel free (laughs) Uh, leave a review because it actually does it that does matter to a lot of people i've talked to they're like that's a big deal
1: right on yeah we'll we'll be sure to remind you guys earlier in the show next time but anyway thank you all so much for tuning in for listening through youtube or wherever you wanted to listen and giving us your time on this sunday and we'll catch you guys next week peace out peace out